Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, everybody. I'm Lincoln Kennedy, soon to be joined by Anthony Gargano. We are the fellas. And we are coming to you live from the Farmers Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to switch to Farmers Insurance, and you can even save on a bundle. All you have to do is call 1-888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. That's right. And as we get you ready for this Sports Saturday, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox and the Farmers <laughs> Radio Studios. I'm sorry about that. And you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, before Anthony joins us, I just want to know out there, is, how's your bracket doing? <laughs> I've been uh, I've, I've heard all this week about people's brackets and Oral Roberts and and you know how Illinois went down and Loyola Chicago. It's all fun. It's all good and fun. You, you really didn't. You can't pick these things when you have, you know, 68 teams and Anything can happen. And I know that uh, I didn't even expect Oral Roberts to get this far. But, you know, it's good to see. I think it's good for basketball. And then, of course, the Pac-12. Uh, as you know, I went to Washington, so I'm a, I'm a Pac myself guy. And I'm happy for the Pac-12. Didn't have such a high seeding and doing well and going this far. But I think uh, I think a lot of it's going to stop here because I don't know if, uh, if Oregon State can beat Arkansas. Or if UCLA can win their game. But it'll be fun to watch today. So we're getting you ready for a nice sports Saturday. Uh, the guys are all here. And Chris, Brian, Bo, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to them a little bit later down the line. But in the meantime, it's really interesting because now you also see a heavy dose of NBA trade talks after the trade deadline has passed. Some teams got better. And I'm really impressed with what the Denver Nuggets was able to do. By bringing in Aaron Gordon, I think that that adds a lot to their uh, their zip, if you will. Uh, but as as well as the NFL uh, with free agency and the trade, and you saw the big trade that the Miami Dolphins um, did with the San Francisco 49ers, put the San Francisco 49ers third in a draft choice. Uh, and and as we talk about that a little bit, look, I got to believe that the days of Jimmy G with the 49ers are are probably limited. Um, I know they came out and they gave you know a, a bit of confidence that he's their guy, but at the same point, you don't jump that high in this draft in year 49ers. You've got a lot of things that you 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 need. Quarterback's not necessarily one of them, but you probably want to make a change of quarterback because you want to make a run to keep pace with the rest of this division, and this division is looking strong. So I think the days of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in 49ers uniform is probably limited at quarterback, and because this is such a quarterback-heavy draft, they might be looking to make a move. Um, there will be plenty of teams out there uh, that will that to, to me could uh, go for Jimmy G. Um, of course, you know, going back to New England, uh, possibly Chicago. Uh, so there are a number of teams that might might want to land that quarterback, the starting quarterback, and take over that contract. Um, most likely, um, to me, I think the most likely most likely choice is probably New England. But we'll talk about that as well. Uh, we're getting ready for bay, baseball season. Spring training is about to end, and uh, you'll have the beginning of baseball season. I know a lot of people, are, including our own producer, Bo, is, is probably looking forward to it. 
Uh, and more importantly, this is uh, this is the time where you got a lot of people having their pro days, getting ready for the draft. Uh, the NFL draft is going to be huge because we're going to see. Other than the first pick, I think everyone has is up in the air as a coin flip on what's going to happen. Whether it's Zach Wilson to go to the next quarterback, it'll be the second quarterback taken off, um, or something else. But um, there will be a lot of quarterbacks picked in the first round. There are a lot of teams that need quarterback play. Uh, Denver Broncos, New England Patriots, Chicago Bears, just to name a few off the top of my head. Uh, they will be in the quarterback hunt, as well as the Carolina Panthers. I forgot about them. But in the meantime, um, it's going to be a lot of fun as we push up to that point. Uh, it's, March is ending and April's beginning, and we know April will bring, bring the draft as well as the schedule. So, uh, you know, looking at where we're going to go from here, let's talk about the, the NFL. Uh, the NFL has been heavy with a lot of stuff going on, and uh, Anthony and I talked about it last week, the troubles that are um, before Deshaun Watson. Uh, and legal troubles have put his trade talks or his you know, his future on hold, for example, because you still have to see these things through. But uh, it was interesting to me that all these um, these troubling talks have come out of the woodwork about his uh, his behavior especially with women, not only in, in the Houston area, but also Los Angeles and actually carries on around the country, various parts. Um, that's very troubling, disheartening, uh, because here's a promising young man, a good a good quarterback, uh, and he you know, has a promising future in front of him. And now it looks like everything's going to be put on hold because they have to. we have to see these, these troubling uh, all-field issues through. So that's uh, one thing that's been disheartening, but more, more importantly, there's still been a lot of talk about notable quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, the talks of him have kind of been put down on hold. I still think that he's going to remain a Seahawk unless there's a draft day deal done. Um, and that would be one of those, you know, one of those teams like the 49ers who have the the collateral with that number three pick. Now they gave up a lot to get it. Whether they make a move for Russell, I doubt very seriously if the Seahawks would be wouldn't be dumb enough, in my opinion, to t- trade him to someone in their division. But, you know, you never know these days because you've seen stranger things. But on, on top of that, uh, there, I, I still think that the Russell Wilson deal is um, likely that he's going to remain a Seahawk, which is good for the Seahawks. But at the same point, if he's not happy, you might find a draft day deal uh, for some of these teams. Uh, Miami has got a ton of collateral now. With what they picked up in uh, the, the draft choices uh, from the, the 49ers to give up that number three pick and, and where they are now, um, they have a ton of draft collateral. They've got two picks in the first round again for the next couple of drafts. But more importantly, what do you do with that? Uh, we've seen more and more teams do that um, sort of these, these last few, uh, few seasons, last few years. More teams picking up draft collateral, uh, have a number of picks, and trying to build their team that way through the draft, which is not a bad move. However, you have to pull the pull, hold the, pull the pin and make the move somewhere or later. You can't just keep stockpiling draft choices without making the moves. That being said, I still think that division is wide open. Buffalo is probably the clear favorite to win it when you look at it on paper. However, um, both Miami, New York, uh, and New England are going to have their chances uh, to making their moves, to making themselves viable, not only through the draft, but uh, through free agency. And we've already seen them make certain moves, and so we'll still have to wait and see, especially with the Jets too at, at that number two pick. Um, but with that being said, you know this division is up in the air, and now it's going to be interesting to see what the Dolphins do. Do they stick with Tua? They've heard rumors on both sides. That they want to move past him, or they want to look past him, or that that's they're not certain on him, and they're thinking about doing something else. But I think getting out of the number three position shows me that at least for now they're going to stick with two, and they're going to uh, address other needs uh, to make themselves viable in that division. And I think they, they most certainly can. 
Uh, but with that being said, um, there are still teams out there that need quarterbacks. And I'm sure you heard this past week that Zach Wilson had his pro day uh, at BYU and a number of other players had their pro days at BYU. So there were a lot of teams that were looking. Uh, and it's anyone's guess who's going to be the number two quarterback taken off the board when it comes to draft uh, and, and, and which teams are going to vie for that spot. Um, I, I personally don't have a problem with Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be a, a good pro. But there, I also think that, you know, the way it goes with young quarterbacks today, you've got to try to get as much as you can out of that rookie contract deal. Mainly because, you know, when you look at the, the, the deals, how much the quarterbacks are being made uh, or paid, I should say. Um, you have to figure out that if you do not get a big deal or you not get as much uh, winning or you know a championship run, if you will, out of that quarterback and you stick with them, you're probably going to have to pay anywhere upwards of $35, 40000000 million a year. That's just what it is, especially if they become a franchise quarterback. And though that's still a long ways away, um, you still want to make sure that you hit, you hit the ground running with this quarterback position. It's a big, big, big deal. Um, we've already seen a lot of moves this made made this so far this offseason uh, with teams like Detroit and, and Los Angeles Rams and stuff like that. And you still continue to hear the quarterback talk now that Dak Prescott is signed and with Dallas. And, you know, you hear about the grumblings of Russell Wilson, as I mentioned, Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it, it, it's anyone's guess to see where everything is going to land and where these quarterbacks are going to go, because uh, it's a big deal. Um, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. That's where I always felt. But. We'll talk about all of that on uh, this show and more. As I said, Anthony will be joining us pretty soon. We'll get in heavy dose of football, give you a heavy dose of basketball as we're turning the corner after the trade deadline. And we'll also chat a little bit about baseball coming up this season. I'll pick uh, guys like uh, Bo's Brain and Brian Finley who's doing updates on their baseball picks and how they, how they think the baseball world is going to suit up uh, now that spring training is over. And it looks like <clears throat> I know uh, this past week, the, especially here in Arizona, the governor has come down and lightened up a lot of things on the mask mandate, so we'll see how that, that affects teams and going forward in stadiums. Um, a lot of sports are watching, watching the, the current headlines to see how they can adjust with their fields and their, their attendance. Um, and football is watching both basketball and baseball as the season starts. So we'll have a little bit of fun with that. And, uh, of course, we got a big sports Saturday. Your Sweet 16 starts off today. you got a number of teams playing including Oregon State, Loyola, Chicago, Nova and Baylor, uh, Oral Roberts in Arkansas, Syracuse, the Orange Men in Houston, uh, as well as big UFC presence. So we'll talk about all that and more. Stay with us. Fox Sports Radio, we are the fellas. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The fellas, I'm Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony will join us real soon. And we are coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call one eight eight Farmers to switch and see how much you could save with a bundle in your auto insurance today. Now you know what? Uh, as we're trying to break it down, I'm still trying to understand what the, the the 49ers and the Dolphins did. You know, as well as the the Eagles. You know, the Eagles got out of their number six position. Uh, they traded uh, and I gave that pick to the Dolphins. 
And the Dolphins actually moved out of number three with the 49ers. So as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, there are three teams that have got two picks in the first round. And I believe off the top of my head, it's the Dolphins, Jets, and the Jaguars. Um, everyone kind of expects what the Jaguars are going to do with the number one pick. But the Jets having two first round picks um, is, is going to be huge because uh, – Though I don't think they need a quarterback, it's been reported that they are going to go quarterback. Uh, I, I still think Sam Darnold is serviceable, but if they if they think that he's a wash, he'll probably be a draft day deal. They'll take a quarterback just to address the position and, and probably go after one of these premier names uh, coming out uh, at the quarterback position because it's going to be a quarterback-heavy draft in the first round. Or, as I said before, I, I think the Jets would be smart to trade back and get even more capital. Um, uh, they've already got two first-round picks, um, but if they trade back and get more, they can address the team needs across the board, whether it's edge rusher, cornerback, um, interior offensive lineman, running back, uh, linebacker. I mean, just got a ton of things they need to address. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there with, at the number two pick. But it's going to be an interesting draft, um, mainly because of the quarterbacks and notable quarterbacks that are coming out. Um, there are a lot of people that are talking, obviously, about the future of the quarterback position, and, and there's some promising young men who are coming out of college this year that, that can definitely do it for teams, especially who are looking for quarterbacks, as well as we still see where the dust is going to settle over two of the premier players um, in the league, whether it's Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. And uh, Cuz, I hear you there. You there? Yeah, we're, it, this is wild, Link. It is wild. It is It's crazy, wild. Man. Oh, my Good morning, God, brother. brother. Good morning. <laughs> oh, I got a little boy who has, yeah. uh, you know what? So he's got really bad allergies. Okay. And you and you can relate yeah. to this, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's fussy. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, he's crying, right? And he's laying on me. And I can't get him off. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised and, and like he's not strapped to your back at work right now. He <laughs> finally falls asleep, right? And, like, and you right. know this because yeah. you got daddy's boys, yeah, right? exactly right. And, and a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, when they just don't want to let you go because they're, they're, they don't feel good, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm like, daddy's got to go, daddy's got to go. Uh, y- your heart, like, melts. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, amazing. I definitely understand, brother. It was good to see you, man. Good yeah, you. it's good to hear you, baby. It's good to hear you, brother. How was the week? Everything's been good, man. Just trying to put to, you know, trying to put this stuff in order that's going on with these free agency deals. You know, you heard about the what well, talked about the big trade that happened yeah. yesterday. And then uh, the my, my squad too. Yeah. So dropping out of the number six position. Because there were a lot of people who were thinking that they might go quarterback, even though they've got Fields. I mean, uh, uh, um, Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Um, what are your thoughts about the Eagles now? Well, <laughs> so I swear to God, I don't know. Uh, you wonder how people run franchises, and you're going, what? So it, it, here's what's going on. So they tried to get up to try up to three, but then. I, my guess is they got intel, and this is a this is our ESPN report, right? Ian Rappaport, mm-hmm. and he said that the Eagles were looking to move up to get to the quarterback because Zach Wilson, and I want to get into Zach Wilson with you because everybody loves Zach Wilson, and maybe I'm sleep, maybe I slept on him, man. I I want to talk to I want to talk about him with you, but everybody wants Zach Wilson, including the Eagles, until they realize the Jets must be a lock at two to take Zach Wilson. So then 
listen, if you can move back and, and they'll have three number one picks, and I want to say that the Wentz is really a two, but it can become a one if Wentz becomes, if he plays 75% of the snaps. So for argument's sakes, let's say it's a one. You would then have three picks, number one picks in 2022, which is good, which is an arsenal, but you've already shown your hand that you don't believe in Hurts right. as the quarterback. Right, like so, right. you by by say by letting it out there that you wanted to be that you wanted to move up. You now have said to the world that Jalen Hurts is you don't really believe in, right? Right. So that's where that's where they're at. I mean, I and I just think it's all the maneuver the maneuvering is is wild. So it sets the stage right, like for four for really at least. Three quarterbacks to go, and probably four in the first five picks. Well, it was projected that there were going to be the possibly possibility of five quarterbacks in the first round. Right, was, that, that's been projected for quite some time, and now we're seeing all the shuffling and moving. And I, I got to believe that the reason why the Forty Nine ers jumped up to where they did with the Dolphins is that they're going to also take a quarterback. I, yeah, they, just right. I mean, they've got to address other needs, but I can't believe that you jumped up that far if you're not going to try to take one of these quarterbacks, get one of these quarterbacks off the board. Right, so you're saying that to the world that J- Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G is my quarterback by moving up to three. There's no way in the world you you don't move up to three for anything other than a quarterback. That's exactly right. I mean, I right. I mean, I listen. I love Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is one of the next great quarterbacks. I mean, uh, tight ends, and he's really not even a tight end. I think he's like a hybrid receiver, you know. Yeah, he's like a twin. Like Claypool, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, he, and, he's, and he almost is revolutionary because I think he can't miss. I, I mean, I, I think Kyle Pitts is all that, right? But are you going to move up like that for when, when you, you already got a great tight end? I mean, I mean, you have to be taking a quarterback. And I guess, yeah. it's, I guess it's Fields, right? Because if Wilson is tuning the Jets – Who's the third best quarterback? Well, I mean, you could still play on the the premises that the Jets might trade out of that number two spot to get you know a number of picks. I mean, they've already got two in the first round, but if they don't go with Zach Wilson, there they'll still be. I mean, they'll, they'll still be a viable quarterback that's at the ready at that position at number three. I mean, they, they, whether they take him or not, you know what I mean? I guess. I mean, I, I would think if you, if they're saying. He's our quarterback for sure in 2021. Does that mean they're going after a field who's more of a project, right? Like, if, I, I mean, I mean, that, that, that could if be you're the 49ers, you got to win Lance. right now. Well, I mean, right. if you're the 49ers, you got to win right now because yeah, this division, especially that that you're in, is not going to get any softer in the next couple of years. It's not like the let's say the the AFC East where it's kind of wide open. This is this is the vision that's going to be you know with Seattle with the, what the Rams did where the way the Cardinals are headed. This is an up and coming division that's going to be probably be competitive for the next couple of years. You got to put yourself in the mix, and really they're the you know what they've done with their offensive line has been good. The 49ers, uh, they need to address the quarterback position. Got to get healthy at the quarterback position because they scrambled, they struggled. Do with you that like anybody? Do you like? I mean, outside of I think I like to start. Almost analyzing the quarterbacks, obviously after Lawrence. Right. So, so what have you seen from Zach Wilson? Everybody is in love with Zach Wilson's arm. Everybody thinks Zach Wilson is a can't miss. 
The pattern today when it comes to quarterbacks is the ability to extend plays with your legs. And Zach Wilson has that ability. He can throw on the run. He can, he, he can you know, move out of the pocket left and right and throw equally. He has a, a very strong arm, which kind of reminds you of, a, of an Aaron Rodgers or, or even a Patrick Mahomes to some extent. Um, so that's why people are in love with him. Uh, but at the same point, I still you, think— Do you agree with it? I mean, for what I've seen, yes. I, I think he could be good on the next level. Yeah. I don't know if it's if all the hype is worthy of it because, you know, the year before this past season wasn't he was he was kind of struggling with reading defenses, and I still think there's going to be that little sort of learning curve for him on the next level. But you know, when you talk about the possibility of quarterback, it, especially with the rookie deals, there are a lot of teams that weigh heavy on that because they want to win. They have to win now, and there are a couple of teams that are only a quarterback away from doing that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess after Zach Wilson, do you trust anybody? Are you are you thinking it's Mac Jones? Because there's a lot Mac of Jones talk. That a, yeah, I thought Mac Jones was not as um, um, uh, talked about as some of the other quarterbacks, but definitely deserved. He in a stable system. Now he's more of one of those throwback, you know, pocket passers. He's not yeah. running out of the pocket, but he can. He's serviceable. Especially, you have a decent run game. There are a lot of things you can do with him, right? So you would have. Oh, oh, let, oh well, let's let's start here. You got Lawrence. You got Wilson. Of the next three, Fields, Lance, Mac Jones. Who do you believe in? I would go Mac Jones third, and then uh, Fields fourth. And then the what is it the was it the Dakota North Dakota State yeah, yeah Trey the, Lance the, Trey Lance that would be my last one. It, but also it, it, it also depends on what system you're running too, because like if you're Carolina, someone like a, a Justin Fields fits in nicely with your system. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think now I think Carolina was looking more towards a veteran. I think they had eyes or have eyes for Deshaun Watson. Pending all the troubles, no, I think that right right now is a wash. If you want to go with a veteran quarterback, I would say if you're Carolina, go go after Sam Darnold. I don't know that Matt likes Darnold. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I like Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, and now Carolina's got a really they got a lot of capital, right? Like they got a lot of cap space, right? They have a lot of draft capital. I mean, they, they, they're stocked pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I know they wanted to be more of a I, – I know they wanted more of a veteran quarterback. It's, it's, it's interesting because I, I lo- I'm in love with Carolina. I think Carolina is going to be really, really good. And obviously a quarterback away, they got a great coach, great coaching staff, the whole thing. Um, but, you know, where do you, where do you get that quarterback? Now, Miami – what do you make of the Dolphins? Because the Dolphins are loaded, man. Yeah, I was talking about that earlier in the show. Now that they've, they've got a ton of draft capital, two picks in the first round, they got to pull a pin. They got to make a move. I mean, it, it looks like from you know on paper they're building up for the next couple of drafts, and I understand that they've got a lot of needs that need, need to address. But they've got to start making a move and pulling because they weren't a bad team. What they went ten and six no, last I'm, year, and I you know, like the way they play defense. Their yeah. defense is underrated. 
So so they've got to make That's a move. A good they've got to make a move. It's a good team. And I, I still think that the division, I know people are nodding and saying Buffalo owns it, but I still think they can be competitive. Uh, yeah. I mean, finishing 10 and 6 last year is not a shaking, you know, nothing to laugh at. Um, so they they got to start making a move with these picks. They got to start using them uh, rather than just, you know, putting away draft capital for the next couple of drafts. Let me ask you are you a Tua man? Do you buy in the Tua? Here's the thing. I, I think that when you come in as high as he did, there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But the, but he's got to do better, not only in developing, being able to read defenses and being able to execute, uh, but he, they've also got to uh, you know surround him with a positive offense. That includes a notable run game, which they had some semblance of last year, and then uh, the development of their receivers along with their quarterback. They just have to create an, a, har- a more harmonious offense around him. To allow him to be better, be better. I, I think Tua can be a good quarterback, but he's just got to have a he's got to have a better uh, a system around him to allow him to make feel more comfortable. Yeah, it, 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 what did you make of the Raiders re reckoning the deal for Mariota? Was a surprise. I, I think when they couldn't trade him, they found out that they could probably just keep him just as an insurance policy for another year. Work reworking his deal made it a little bit more salary cap friendly. So you're sitting there, you're not biting your lip like ah, I got that, and and we don't know what to do with it. So I, I still think there might be something that that might come, maybe a draft day deal possibly. But right now he's more salary cap friendly, so you can keep him just as an insurance policy. Wow, wow, really? That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. All right, where the fell is Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. We got to talk NBA deadline. Oh, oh the Nuggets. I love what the Nuggets did. I also love with uh, what, what. How about Miami? We gotta we gotta dive into it as well. NFL, NBA. We got the start of baseball, and of course the tournament resumes today. It's a bit of sports heaven. Lincoln Kennedy, the great LK. I'm Cuz. Together with the fellas, let's find out what's trending. Yeah, Link and and as we run back to games in the NBA from yesterday, the Lakers pester the Cavs 186. Montrezl Harold had 24 points and 10 rebounds. The Lakers have also signed off on Anthony Davis, participating in expanded workouts on the court as he comes back from injury, although head coach Frank Vogel insisting Davis is still a ways away from returning to games. The Hawks subdue the Warriors 124 to 108. Draymond Green played 27 minutes but the man did not score any points. He did not even attempt a shot. The Nuggets bruise up the Pelicans 113-108. to Nikola Jokic, 37 points and 9 assists as New Orleans went without a point for the last two minutes. The Jazz bashed the Grizzlies 117-114. to Donovan Mitchell scoring 35 points. The Trailblazers strike down the Magic 112-105. to Norman Powell had 22 points. C.J. McCollum also with 22 for Portland. The Celtics chugged down the Bucks 122-114. Jason Tatum, 34 points, 13 of 18 shooting. The Nets drain out the Pistons 133-111. James Harden, 44 points, 14 rebounds and 9 assists. And of course, they got 
guys were talking about the the big trade in the NFL on Friday. The main pieces include the 49ers getting the third overall pick in this upcoming draft. The Dolphins come away with the sixth selection, and the Eagles obtain the 12th. Also, the Chargers inking Chase Daniel to make him their backup quarterback. And as I send it back to Lincoln Kennedy and Anthony Gargano, I think, Ant, your 76ers might just win it all now because I just saw they signed Paul Reed and, and Mason Jones to a two-way deal. That really should boost the team and get them to the title. That was sarcastic. Yeah, I, I picked up okay, on that. Okay, okay. You notice my uh, reaction to it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Lincoln, he must not know me well, Link. You know what? It, it, it's... <laughs> This is a very sensitive time for Hampton and the 76ers, no doubt. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see your Laker boy. A Clipper we'll boy. I'm a Clipper boy. Oh, uh, you're boy. a Clipper Don't you boy. Don't ever associate me with the Lakers. Uh, I am Clippers through and through. Uh, I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> How about your trade? You all excited? Get rid of Lou Williams? Yeah. For Rondo. You like Rondo. I'm worried about the lack of scoring from Rondo, but I think he's going to facilitate the offense better. Okay. Good luck. As they said (laughs) in the movie Taken, good luck. I think you got nothing. (laughs) As long as you got playoff PP, your fate is sealed. Paul George. Wow. <laughs> oh, isn't it a great morning? <laughs> uh, we're the fellas live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888 Farmers to switch. You can save a bundle on your auto insurance. You think I'm going to let that go? His little sarcastic no, news he, read? I knew you were going to come back swinging. He knew it yeah. too. Brian knew it. He, knew yeah. it he, he gets you with that. Oh, it's going to put him over the top. <laughs> All right, newsman. We got war. <laughs> oh, man. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, uh, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, all right. So before, I, there's so much I want to talk to you about because of obviously all the movement with the NFL, which it, it's amazing how – like, why yesterday do these trades just happen? Right? You're a month away from the draft. Right. It, it's wild, isn't it? And then all of a sudden, you, you, you know, the other shoe drop. Then there's the, then the, the, the Dolphins do this, and then the ramifications throughout. They're going, look, look at this. Meanwhile, it also it, it, it's great because it all surrounds the quarterback, right? Certainly. Like, the, the, the you know... We all covet the quarterback. It's a gr- I love story, and to me, it's a great story. And then the pro day's happening, and then you look at who's sending whom to the pro day. Right. Right? And the Jets got everybody there. Oh, man, it's wild. Yeah, with as much as you can do. I mean, with uh, you know COVID and stuff like that, social distancing, but you, you hear about these pro days. And you hear about these performances, and you know, just like Zach Wilson had at BYU, though there were there were other guys that had their pro days, so there were teams that are there. It just it's newsworthy when you see, oh, there's 31 teams that showed up for Zach Wilson's pro day. Well, they also also who GM coach, yeah, OC QB coach, right? Like the whole they're sending the legions out. 
That's no. pretty cool. Now yeah. listen, he's got he does have a gun, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's he's got an arm. He he can throw and he can he can throw on, on the run. And like I said, I think th- th- you see to me it's like the NFL is sort of shifting to a more instead of a prolific pocket passer like they've had in the past. Yeah, no, you're right. Um to to people who can extend plays with their legs. That's that's sort of what the, what the go-to is, you know, the the new the new age quarterback is going to now, being able to move move the pocket and you know, roll out and waggles and boots and stuff like that and be yeah, able to Yeah, now he can move. Yeah. Now he can listen. I I mean, I see yeah, but you could you could see why teams covered him. I mean, you could see his his abilities. And with I mean, the number of teams out there that need quarterbacks or really want to go with quarterbacks that seem like they're a quarterback away, you know, you you can see why the market is as high as it is. I mean, because they're, they're I mean, I, I close my eyes and there's four teams that I can think right now that that could use a quarterback. You know, New England, Chicago, depending on what you how you want to look at it with the Jets and the 49ers. Um, if they don't believe in their guys, they can they can definitely need a quarterback. And I don't think they're I think they have the collaterals who are willing to pay the price. Obviously, what we saw with the 49ers did, you know. Oh, yeah. My only, my only reservation was weird. Did you ever you ever see a game, right? And a player just play really poorly in the game and it, and it's and it has a nagging you got a nagging feeling about it. Well, first of all, let me like, ask you this: what, what type? Well, I mean, what, what position? So are I'm, we talking? I'm I'm talking about Zach Wilson against Coastal okay. Carolina. Okay, right. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, to his credit, or to you know, to pick up for him, you remember that Coastal game because COVID was a, you know messed up everything last year, right, right? Right. So then they they schedule the COVID game last minute, uh-huh. and BYU's got to travel cross country to go play Coastal. Right. Coastal. Is small, right? Like they run, they're small but quick. The defense is small but quick. So in that game, he really, Zach really struggled. Right. And I just remember watching that game. And remember, Coastal wins the game 22 to 17. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, obviously, and Zach didn't play well. He was 19 to 30. For 240 yards, one, only one touchdown, and he, ended up, he got picked off. And I, and it's been nagging me that that one game has been nagging me when it comes to who Zach Wilson is. I see. Well, I, I think that there's there's you know one game can sort of and it's happened in a way in the past where it's put players over the top. They shine in one game, and then you you take it for granted, but. I think when it comes to Zach Wilson in particular, you'll have a number of people who will stand out over, over the overall stats. The fact that he had 32 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Uh, you know, had an unbelievable quarterback. Oh, rate. yeah. No, no, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah listen. Yeah. I'm not trying to over. I'm just telling you, did you ever have a situation where you got one game and I got to figure it out? Like, we got a yeah. listener, Nikki, who loves Zach Wilson. He was like, yeah. dude, he's got a great arm, great arm, great arm. And he was right. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, dude. He does. I just can't get that one game because Out of it your was, yeah. yeah, you know, again, it makes sense. It, you're supposed to throw out, you know, the best game and right. the worst game, right? right. Like that's, right. that's a truism of any, anytime you watch a player, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, you're always supposed to throw out the top and the bottom, right? You know, yeah. the, those performances. So I should throw it out. I just, it's just the nagging, weird nagging feeling about it because it was a small, quick defense. Right. Right. 
and you're wondering that you'll probably see more of that on the national football the right. level. Yeah, All right, right. Except mm-hmm. you know, just on a bigger mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get the NBA because I keep getting back to football. It's it's unbelievable how these sports, you know, a, a trading draft picks becomes like a like it's like a bombshell. Well, it is when you have somebody who's jumping up to the number three spot. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So it, it's awesome. There he is, Big Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Cuz. Together, we are the Fellas. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right. Welcome back live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today and get a quote. Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony Gargano today, we're the uh, fellas. That's right, right here on Fox. A uh, little NBA. I'm curious. I want to dive deeply into it. Uh, Link, let's first look at uh, the East and uh, Miami, which gets Victor Oladipo for really nothing, man. I did hear, Link, that his uh, the knee is still a question mark with a lot of teams. A lot right. of teams wondering about that knee. I, I, it's a shame, man. I'm a big old Depot fan. I love that kid, and and uh, that knee's pretty bad. I guess they're they're they're, they're uh, people are, are kind of wondering about whether or not the grind that he can hold up during a grind. Of course, the heat, you know, doesn't really cost him anything, right? To take a look, so you like that. Uh, you like Belizia coming from Sacramento, who's a nice four, can do a lot of different things, can. Can D up, can pass the ball, uh, can knock down a three, will D up for you. He's a good little role player or a good four role, you know, four man role player. And then uh, it looks like Aldridge will be in the buyout. So that'll be right. the heat. You, what, what's your, uh, what's your opinion of Miami? Well, you know what? I, I like what they did. I, I thought they had a good solid core and then they've added to it. You know, you, when you talk about, uh, Adebayo and, and Butler on that, on that roster, and then Duncan Robinson, I thought they were going to give up, have to give up Duncan Robinson, but they were able to keep him, and they added somebody like Oladipo, and you, and you mentioned um, Bradley and stuff like that. I think they're 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 right there. They're in the thick of things. They made the run last year. They won the Heat the East last year. Uh, I think they can definitely make a run this year. It's whether or not you can have the length to keep up with uh, Brooklyn and, and their scoring prowess, and I, I think the Heat can do it. You know, and and then you got to show me with Brooklyn. Like you still, Brooklyn has to show me. I'm not sold on that team. I at first listen. I love Durant. KD right. is a he's you know he's he's Durant. He's the greatest. He's a great great player, great scorer, prolific. And obviously Harden is what he is. He's just a dynamic scorer, and he, you know he's been a one man ridiculous DFS machine, right? Like giving you triple doubles, like stat freak. But I do believe he's a half a stat whore. And, uh, and then you got, you know, planted Kyrie, right? So right. you never know 
who's been in and out. He's got issues, and he's got to leave the team. So that's your three stars who I think are all fallible stars. I mean, Durant is – I'm a huge Durant fan, so he's he's probably infallible. But the other two certainly have their warts for being as great as they are. Carden, he's got to win it. Like, he's got to win a big game. And I never trust Kyrie. And you got Griffin, who's a hollow man. I, I don't know, Link. I, I, I think Brooklyn's far from a lock. I mean, people who compare them to the Warriors, I don't say it. The Golden State was a great defensive team, right? I mean, Clay Thompson was a great defensive player. Draymond and, and Iguodala. I mean, they had... When they were when they were Splash Brothers, they were also a great defensive team. So I don't see Brooklyn as gold as the Warriors of the past. Well, look, I I think when you look at the the, the Nets, you have to take in consideration that they found a way to play, and even that was the biggest question mark that I had when they came together. How are they going to play together? And they found a way to do it, and now they found a way to win. Even what had they? Well, I mean, they, they, for they sure. haven't really played together, but a handful of times. Yeah, well, I mean, but what the what they've done, they've made themselves dangerous because look for 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 Harden's worth, he's adjusted his game. It's no more of the single minded individual, uh, you know, scoring stat horror that 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 was in, in Houston. He's found a way to include other players, and they they played they've played well as a team. I think they're dangerous. Now, what happens during playoffs would be something different. But if let's say for example, if the 76ers aren't healthy, if they don't have Embiid, you know they're 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 for the mirror of their former selves, right? I mean they could they could still play good ball, but they they need the link to keep up with what the Nets. Oh yeah, going to be able to do with the, the seven game series. I mean, Boston's not there, and, and you know Milwaukee's incomplete sometimes. I think Miami has a good chance of what they've done with the trade deadline to to put themselves there and compete with them. Uh, they made themselves stronger, but you know it's anyone's guess who's really going to challenge out of the East now. Yeah, I mean. If the six is, first of all, Embiid's coming back, but if if he wasn't for any stra- right. for any reason, they're cooked. They right. can't win without Embiid, right? right? So that's that's them. Um, but I I think I think Harden has still been ball dominant. I mean, I, yeah. I I still think he needs to prove it with the when it. all sense. three yeah. of them are there because they, they've both both Kyrie and KD have been out of the lineup so much. That's been really easy for Harden just to be, you know, the beard, right? Just giving you a dynamic. We'll talk about it. We got lots to get to. NBA, NFL, crazy college, tournaments back. We're the fellas right here on Fox. All right, that's us. I'm cuz as we hang out, fellas. Live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch. You could save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings. Survey dated July to December 2020. We are farmers. That's right. That's us. And uh, big sports day ahead. The return of the tournament, Big Link, as we finally get our college basketball. The tournament comes back with the Sweet 16 today and tomorrow. It's been weird, right? Because normally 
Thursday, Friday right. is your Sweet 16 and your Elite yeah. 8. Yeah. But today, four games. You got... Uh, Tomorrow, four games. Yeah. And then Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like this schedule? I don't mind it. I, I, I think it's a little bit of an adjustment, but I'm, but I'm enjoying it because I, I've had fun in enjoying the game so far. Uh, I started the show asking people about their bracket. Is it definitely busted? Because I know I know there are very few people out there that could have predicted that things would be like this. But it's it's uh, refreshing to see someone like a Syracuse make a run, uh, especially when a lot of people didn't give them any hope. And you know, Oral Roberts is there, obviously, and of course the Pac-12 is doing was doing well. So that was that was also refreshing and impressive to see. I know. How about the Pac-12? There you go. Showing up big time, Link. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, it's funny. Anytime the Pac-12 does well, even in basketball, I think of you. <laughs> and I go, I'm happy. <laughs> well, I'm happy too. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen, but you know what? For what it's worth, uh, UCLA, you know Oregon State, they, they, and and the Ducks. Hey, and even they got to. I think USC. Them. I think USC yeah. is. Uh, and I it's love them. Yeah, yeah Something against Oregon State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so let me ask you because uh, one of the, the the great story of the first of the of the first two rounds was Oral Roberts. So now you have what is a rematch, right? Oral Roberts and Arkansas, right? Oral Roberts, if we go back to that day earlier this season, December the 20th, 2020, masked, everybody masked up, right? And here is Arkansas trailing Oral Roberts by 10 at halftime, 40 to 30. Now, this is a rematch. Remember, they, uh, they needed Arkansas had a furious second half comeback. Where they outscored Oral Roberts by twenty one, right? And I'm 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 fascinated. Oral Roberts uh, really uh, shot the ball great in the first half. You know they held Moses Moody in check. Yep. What do you think, Link? Well, look, they I think they've got a chance. I mean, they're all their offense is is confident. They're they're confident in their play, and you saw what they were able to do against Florida. I think when you have that, now you're not fearful of anybody, especially with the team that you faced with before. So, you know, they've had a tremendous run in upsets. Uh, they're gone a lot farther than I gave them credit to, but I think the Eagles have a chance to advance at the Elite Eight. And I'm going to, I'm taking them with that. I think the point spread was 11. Uh-huh. Uh, Arkansas was uh, given getting 11 points. I, I'm taking that spread. Oh, you love the Oral Roberts. I think Arkansas is a good team, but I think they can. You haven't played with them before and haven't seen this team before that they they can they know how to match up against, and their confidence is waning. So I, I, I like a I like Oral Roberts at least challenge that. that listen, spread. they can shoot the ball. They, yeah. Listen, they're, they're seniors. You know, I mean, again, that's a good basketball team, and it, it goes back to the changing landscape of college basketball, right? Where you know. You got kids that stay together and grow yep. together. Yeah, you get the Oral Roberts. That's why the seeds are today in action: five, one, twelve, eight, fifteen, three, eleven, two. A lot of high, a lot of high seeds there, brother. Yeah, a lot of high seeds there. But you know, we'll see if Oral Roberts can. You know, you, you talked about that last game. They had a problem covering um, Arkansas's forward Justin Smith. 
Uh, I think he had 22 points in that game. But, uh, you know, they got to find a way to slow him down and not let him get hot. And if yeah. they can, I think they can keep things contained. I think they can stay close. And Moody. Moody's a yeah. great player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Moses Moody. Yep. So you got – you start off the day with Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago. We've been all over that, over the upstart mm-hmm. Beavers. Mm-hmm. The less offensive Oregon school. <laughs> the less offensive. <laughs> At least the Washington yeah, Husky exactly. boys. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> uh, that's a great game. Yeah. And uh, Loyal, Ch- Loyal Chicago, a seven-point favorite Man. over Oregon State. Sister Jean. How about I gotta, that? Like, I got to give uh, Loyola Chicago some credit. I mean, their offense was especially impressive the last game out. So, uh, I, I, look, I think they're, they're, they're seeding high. They're riding high uh, off of a team that's definitely worthy. Yeah, I mean, look, twenty six and four, they're a good mm-hmm. squad. We mm-hmm. we talked about them. If you remember, we were all over them uh, in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, the first two rounds, we talked about them as being a a, a really live team, and and they've been they've been terrific. It's a good basketball team. Uh, and then your schedule goes further: Baylor and Villanova, Should historically good, yeah. really good, right? But Villanova yep. down Connor Gillespie, yeah. a really good first. You know, to get to the Sweet 16, it's it's a great coaching job by Jay Wright. Uh, the only issue is, I mean, Baylor's really good. Really good yeah. <laughs> and I just don't know that they have enough firepower to play right. with Baylor. Right. I agree. Um, then you got, of course, the night game, which is a fascinating game. And I think an underrated team is that Houston team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, that's a really good basketball team. Now, they'll have a major test tonight. When you face that matchup zone. Now, the only right. thing is you had now a week to prepare for it. Right, right. And, and I think that, that works to Houston's advantage because at least they can uh, try to find a way to, to penetrate or have their outside shooters get hot. I mean, Houston has a great offense. I, I think they're, they're one of those teams that once they learn how to play team defense, they're going to be especially dangerous. But um, I do like Houston. I like Houston all season and especially coming in this tournament. Yeah, and don't you think like they're they're a bit under the radar, like under. Oh yeah, well when you talk about some of the other, like the number one seeds, you talk about Michigan and where Illinois was before they got ousted. Yeah, and Baylor and stuff like that. Some of the other schools they were under the radar, but that was that bode well for them because they're not a very good defensive team. That's the big thing about that sets them apart in my mind. And if they decide to play defense, they can be dangerous because they're both ends of the court. Um, But they're not a very good defensive team. No, nah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Did you did you have last weekend? You talked about having the daddy day, man. Did you do it? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a great day. Yeah, yeah. Did you make the flavored popcorns at night? After I did. Everyone night? had their own popcorn. We watched uh, the the um, the re the the with the redo of the Justice League and, and another movie. So we had we had movie night. Oh, that's dynamite! Yeah, I had a good time. The, my my little one who wasn't feeling too good this morning. He, he he one of his problems is he thinks every night is movie night. Like he'll it'll be like Wednesday night. I'll go <laughs> be after dinner and he'll come around. I'll go. Uh, hey guys, what do you think? Movie night tonight? <laughs> I go, dude, I go. It's eight thirty. It's Wednesday night. What do you got tomorrow morning? What do you mean? <laughs> I go to school night, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Well, you know, we can start movie night. You know, movie night's great every night. 
Like he sounds like you. <laughs> he sounds just like you. He sounds just like you. Well, that would be what you would say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> he, he's relentless. Like he's relentless. The other one, and you can attest to this by having the, the boys. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between the two boys. Mm-hmm. And, like, my oldest is so easy going, right? Anthony just, you know, gets his homework done. He He's so, like, so he they go to Catholic school, right? So he mm-hmm. sleeps, I mean, so he they wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. So the other day, I I, uh, I look at him, I go, dude, you're up early. Like, you're all dressed. He slept in his school uniform. <laughs> because he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, save yeah. time in the morning. Right. I go, Dude, I appreciate that. I go, but you can't sleep with a tie on, Dad. Like you can't do that. <laughs> so, so he's so easy with the little one, man. Yeah. Right? Like so, he's playing on two baseball leagues. He's uh-huh. playing, two, right? And uh-huh. he's a good little ball player, right. and it's hysterical, right? Like so, he, he, the other night he, he says, "Daddy, Daddy, we have this like three hour practice, all right, mm-hmm. for his one little travel team, and then he." Daddy, Daddy, can I can I pitch to you? I go, dude, we were just out there for three hours, and That's he comes awesome. and, and I go, you got it, man. Uh, you know, because I made a promise <laughs> to myself That's that right. if he asked me if any if I have a, if I'm lucky enough and blessed right. to have uh, a you know a child, boy uh-huh. or girl, and they ask me to play a sport, any sport, I will never turn them down. And I, and I, you know, I go, you got it. And dude, I mean, he, I, I, I caught him all week, right? I got yeah. black and blues all over my ankles. <laughs> I got hit in the nuts. All right. I love it. I'm going. I love it. I know. I got to wear catcher's equipment now. I'm like, yeah. cause he throws, he's throwing pretty hard. Right. Yeah. So I got my, my. except, you know, sometimes it gets away. Yeah, he doesn't certainly. have to command at eight. Right. Oh, oh daddy's seeing thing. stars, man. That's I was like, thing. man. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll come back, and uh, I want to get back to the NBA and keep going over the, the the powers and where where are the superpowers in the West and the East. We'll keep breaking it down straight ahead. Fellas, big. I'm cuz together, the fellas on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, 718 in the East, 418 in the West, Stevie. This might be the greatest song ever, Lincoln. This is one of one of my favorites. I just love the energy that just all explodes, you know. Always, sometimes, wouldn't I get a thing? Good morning, Chris. Good morning. You always get it going, man. I try. How's life in the Lions land? Land of the Lions. I got a few be feeling pretty good right now. 
not too much really to speak of. Free agency was been it's been all right. It's uh funny watching how this draft is shaking out. Everyone kind of jumping all around and uh yeah. I don't know. I, I think some fans are freaking out a bit and worried that the Lions might not be able to trade back now because now San Francisco's up there. But yeah. the way I see it, if someone wants that fourth quarterback, gonna have to jump Carolina. So Yep. Yep. That's a great point. Great I, point. I, I I'm not you I'm not do gonna do business sweat. with Detroit. I'm not gonna sweat it either way because there's some good receivers at the top of this draft too. Yeah, I mean you mean look. I mean, look at what you're you get you lose Gall Gall Danny Galladay, but you're going to get a stud. You're going to get a stud. I can't miss Jamar Chase. Like to me, the best player in the draft. When I when I look at a couple can't miss guys, Lincoln Pitts to me is a lock. Jamar Chase is a lock. I mean, Devontae Smith is close to it. I know he's slight, but I I love that kid, man. Yeah. He yeah. glides. To, like He's one of those kids who just glides, Link. Yeah, and the thing is, is that he's going to put on some weight when he gets to the next level. Uh, he, he's going to learn how to beat uh, you know a lot of handsy defensive backs, but he's got that speed, yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, he reminds me of Stefan Diggs. Right. You know, he's got that just the way – you know his that that built. I know Diggs is a little taller, but that kind of that length that that he's got a torso length. Yeah. It just reminds me of of the way he moves. It reminds me of of Diggs. So I I, I like him. Uh, I think both corners you can't go wrong with. Right with Sertain and Farley. What, what do you what do you think of of Sewell? I'm curious. Yeah, special Pac-12. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He he is he is legit. He can play either side, left or right side. He can definitely be a blindside protector. And I'm surprised. I know with with all of it, I understand with all of the 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 quarterback you know, sort of carousel going on. I, I I get it. But this is a this is one where you secure your offensive line if you if you draft him. This is this is a foundation piece. I think is essential. Um, there are a lot of teams, and the, if he drops past number five, somebody's getting a, a, a steal of a deal. If he goes past number five, anyone position them number uh, any pick past number five is, is a steal for him. Who I, is he? I Who, was what do you mean? I was shocked that uh, Miami traded out of three because I thought he would have been a perfect fit for Miami, Absolutely. especially to defend. Yeah. You know, to uh, give give him the line and the protection that he really needed. So. Yeah. Who who is he? What do you mean, Gus? Who's it, who's his comp? You know, he's he's feisty. He's nasty. He's got a little bit of a, a an edge to him. Um, he can do everything. I, I don't really. Hmm, that's a good question. I never thought about it. Come back to me on that one. I have All to right. think about it. Yeah, it's comparable in the next level. But he is—he's one of those pieces, like you know, you you saw uh, the the um, well before they let him go. But Eric Fisher, one of the top draft teams that needed offensive line, he would have been a number one pick if it wasn't. Uh, and he is still going to be a number one pick. He's still top ten. But I mean, I'm talking about top of the draft pick. If there weren't so many teams that needed quarterback, teams that needed offensive line, he would definitely taken him off the board quickly. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm with you. You know, it's funny. I, I love I, when I hear you talk tackles, right? I, I just 
when you go, he's nah, he's got a nasty streak. You say it with great, right? You say it with great glee. Like I remember asking you the, one of the other recent tackles that came out of uh, the Pac-12 was mm-hmm. Andre Dillard, mm-hmm. and I said, "What do you think of him?" You went, "He's a nice kid." Like he. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget those words, which is, yeah, like he's a nice kid and he's a smart kid. And, right. You know, I mean, technique, he'll be all right, but he's nice. Right. <laughs> and I'm just reading between the lines going. <laughs> and then I hear you talk about Saul and you go, oh, he's got a mean streak. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the guy that he's the guy that you want to run behind because, you know, he's going to he's going to pave the way. He's he, he is definitely, definitely that that nasty tackle that you you know just you you build your line around. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, all right, I've been dying to get to the NBA and keep mm-hmm. going over the superpowers. So we we talked a lot about the Heat. We talked about Brooklyn. Uh, we talked Sixers. Let, let me ask you about Milwaukee for a second in the East, right? Because I think they're almost forgotten. Now I will say I think Drew Holiday is playing his best ball of the season. He's he's really kind of integrated there. They get PJ Tucker. Um, look, I know that they've they've had some flaws recently that you've seen, especially with they just played no defense. <laughs> you yeah. saw last night with, against Boston. Right. I mean, they played no defense. That, that's my the biggest thing I don't like about Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Is that they just play neither of them right. play any defense? Yeah, can you win? You know, are we over for? Are we kind of forgetting about fear the deer? But is there a reason to forget fear the deer? Because they just don't play. They play no defense. You know, when you look at this team, to me, over the last couple of years, them being in the conversation, uh, especially in the East, but really not doing anything. You know, you saw the the early exit last season and out of the bubble. It's really hard to make certain where they're at. I mean, let's face it, you know, Philadelphia is a different team without Embiid, but they're they're still leading the the you know, the the East. And then you've got Brooklyn and then you've got, you know, you've got this team, the Milwaukee. I think they can be competitive. I don't know how deep they'll go of not being able to play any defense, but heck, you can say the same thing in some at times about Brooklyn. You're in, you know, um, and they're scoring, but I I really don't know what to make when you see them drop a game like you saw last night against the the, the Celtics. You know, I, I really don't know where they are. I still I think they can be dangerous, but they're just inconsistent. When do they get that that string of consistency? Is it you know towards the end of the season, uh, the, the playoff push, or you know, or what? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, <clears throat> they they lack defensively. I also wonder. Are they a are they too dependent on Giannis and is Giannis a flawed super? Like there's a guy, I don't know if you remember a coach, Jimmy Lynham, and he calls the uh he coached the Sixers, the Pistons. He was he's been around the Magic. He's been around the, the NBA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he calls the superstars the supers. I can hear it I can hear his cadence in my uh mind's eye. It'll go you know, is he a super? Is he a flawed super? We know how great Giannis is, but the fact that Giannis is so one-dimensional and can't shoot from the outside and can get walled off at times, is he a one is he too one-dimensional and is Middleton and his supporting staff 
Middleton and Holiday, are they good enough? Well, I think you definitely need to get more out of Holiday. Um, uh, and, and Middleton obviously has to step up and, and uh, win his playoff basketball. You see him during regular season, he kind of goes and hides when it comes to playoff basketball, but definitely need to get more out of Holiday. The thing is, is that you're going to have more and more teams that when it comes down to the playoffs, they're going to they're going to extend their defense out on Giannis to try to get the ball out of his hands early, especially taking away from the top of the key. Because if you allow him to get to that position, he's he's virtually unstoppable. But you know, with that, you're going to have to have some uh, supporting cast, and I think Holiday's got to be that one that that steps out, that stands out, and becomes even bigger. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right because. Middleton's got a big bit of a Casper in him. Yeah. Yep. You know? He does disappear at times, yes. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah. He, all right. So then now let's keep going. Contenders, right? So Boston gets Fournier, who I like a lot, but man and man, they're just we didn't talk about small ball. Yeah. They're yeah. small, dude. I mean, jeez. And he feels redundant when you got Tatum. And Brown and Smart and Kemba, it, you know, does Fournier seem a little redundant to you? Well, it does. But I mean, if you're if you're the Celtics, you're you're kind of just trying to figure out what's going on because I, I didn't expect them to be you know this bad, this inconsistent, this bad. I mean, this inconsistent. I mean, they're I, I thought they would be better than five hundred. You know, they've only got you know twenty two wins. They, you know what I mean on their season so far. So. Uh, there are teams that are playing a lot better than them. Where they're going to, the, you know, I think they'll they'll be. I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. If uh, if if the Chicago and Indiana start to make a run, because I, I think Miami's going to get a lot better, and they're going to answer their situation. I, I really don't know what to make of Boston. I didn't expect them to be this this bad this year. No, I didn't either. I, I didn't either. Uh, I tell you, one team that's pretty good is Atlanta. Yeah, Linus and Hawks, man. First of all, Trey Young is ridiculous, right? Yeah. And I love that John Collins big night uh, last night. In fact, for Collins, and you get Lou Williams, where you got some punch off the bench. You already got Gallinari off the bench, right? Like so, right? You got some decent pieces. I like that little Hawks team. It's not yeah. bad. I, I agree. I do. I like them a lot, and I think they're going to make a rise. You know, with them and, and New York, very impressed to see how they they had their season so far. Yeah. Uh, then the Knicks and, and and the Hawks. I think they're 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 teams that are going to definitely make a. Now they're not going to sit there and win the East. I'm not going to say they're going that far, but they can be dangerous and they can disrupt some things. I think that that's what they can do. Yeah, and and here's the other thing. You know, when you look at Chicago, now that they get Vucevic. Legit big man to go with Zach Levine, right? You know, I mean, all of a sudden you got to look at the Bulls and say, "All right, well, you got a couple pieces there." Yeah, yeah, you got pieces to build. And what they, then you know, the the fact the NBA is going to have that little play in tournament for the lower seeds, you could be dangerous. You can get on get on a run like Phoenix did last year, uh, mm-hmm. and, and make themselves, you know, put themselves in position to disrupt some things. So I agree. All right, we'll talk about the West coming up, and we'll talk about. Brian's Clippers hanging on, dearly missing Doc Rivers. <laughs> let's go, let's go to Brian for some trending. Uh, listen. 
Well, let's not forget about my UCLA Bruins, too, guys. They're in the, the Sweet 16, so how about that? Uh, but let's start in the NBA. The Lakers, without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, finishing off the Cavs on Friday night, 100-86. to Montrezl Herald had 24 points, 10 rebounds. The Lakers, meantime, clearing an injured AD to return to on-court workouts, although head coach Frank Vogel maintaining Davis is still a ways away from actually playing in games. The Hawks clomber the Warriors 124 to 108. Draymond Green clocking in 27 minutes, and he contributed a big zero in the score sheet. John Collins had 38 points. The Jazz nailed down the Grizzlies 117 to 114. Donovan Mitchell thriving on the offensive end with 35 points. Utah has now won 18 straight home games. The Pacers trim the Mavericks playing without Luka Doncic because of back tightness. 109 to 94 was the final score. And Malcolm Brogdon finding his reins from downtown. He sunk six three-pointers. The Nuggets overcome an 11-point hole in the fourth quarter and take down the Pelicans 113-108. to Zion Williamson cooking up 39 points in a losing effort. New Orleans went scoreless in the final two minutes of this game. And Nicole Jokic had 37 points and nine assists. The Trailblazers beat the Magic 112-105. to Norman Powell in his first game wearing a Portland uniform, a former UCLA Bruin, scores 22. So does C.J. McCollum, and Damian Lillard did not play in this game because of a bruised knee. The Celtics wiped down the Bucks 122-114. to Boston made nine three-pointers in the third quarter. Meanwhile, the Rockets croak as they fall to the Timberwolves 107-101. Houston missed their final 13 shots and they went scoreless for the final seven minutes and change of the fourth quarter. And finally, the Nets freeze the Pistons 113-111. to James Harden, 44 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists. And Anthony Gargano is wishing that James Harden was on his 76ers. But last time I checked, as they sent it back to Ant and Link, he's not on Philly. Back to you guys. Not me. I hate... Harden. What? I hate him. In fact, to me, Lincoln's going to start laughing. He's a hussa. <laughs> a hussa. What is that? You must know Scarface to know what a hussa is. Do you it's not know that? I don't fly straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stat hua. All right, as they would say, a stat whore. All right, let me see him doing the playoffs. All right, before you give me that, I'm envious of Harden. I got the MV, I got the real MVP, Embiid. All right, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> well, he's not. I mean, Harden's making a late case right now, with especially right, with well, him seemingly a triple double every night. Okay, well, I right, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how. Let's see what the Hassa does in the playoffs, Mister Clipper. Yeah, we'll see All what right, the Clippers do in the playoffs. I think they got a title in their future. A title? What's that? Most disappointing team? <laughs> wow. <laughs> got some early morning jokes. I see, Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it with those Clippers, man. They're losers. All right, they just are. It's in the DNA. 
Well, you're, no matter what, who owns them, no matter who plays for them, losers, second tier citizens. When was the last time the 76ers got to the finals? It's, it's and how did they do against the Lakers that one year? I think they won I, one game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But still, they're not the Clippers. Where's, that's not really an the argument. The Clippers are just losers. You, if you're going to say they're, that, you have to have They fact. are. What do you mean? What, what, the last what do you mean? 10, I lost the last, all the titles. The last 11 years. I missed years, all those titles. Ever since Lob City, I mean, they've been playing Lob playoff City? caliber basketball. This is not and how the many old, titles they get? They don't have any titles. I'm not. I, I, can't, I can't breathe. Uh, I you can't all those call parades. them a losing. You can't call it a losing they franchise when they've been it's, winning for the last ten years. Yeah, but they haven't won. That's the point. Well, so the 76ers they, haven't won either. Yes, the, well, they have in their history. The Clippers have not won. That's the problem. They they, they are. They're forever. Even when they're good, they can only be so good. It's the curse of being a Clipper. I thought that was the, I thought that was the way you described your golf game. You could only be so good, and then you just can't get any better. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't play golf, so I, you got me. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right, right. You're right. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. You're the greatest. You're Link, the best. Like... Link, this could, this yes. could get ugly today. It could. <laughs> I love Brian. Uh, but do you, you know, I mean, that's part of being a Clipper fan. Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're you, they're holding on to it. it. You feel it. We'll see what they're able to do. I mean, I think they did well by with the trade getting Rajon Rondo. He's got the pedigree uh, to to maybe be a leader for this this team because right now I, I think it, if there's anything the Clippers lack is leadership. Uh, from a player standpoint, because you know Paul George, or it's just they're just not that cut out to be like, like that. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Nuggets are fascinating. Live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call eight 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 Farmers, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. And uh, Denver, I mean Aaron Gordon to the Joker, trade. yeah. And uh, Jamal Murray, I mean, yeah. that's I love that move. Gives them extra length, uh, especially on the perimeter. Um, you know, with the way the game is like for legitimate Utah, score, like man, that. legitimate yeah. score. I can put in you know twenty. Yeah, I think that's a great move for the Nuggets. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's that that's the West is fascinating because yeah. if you if they ever get AD back when LeBron comes back, if the if the two of them are back and healthy. They're still the best team, but, you know, we don't know. Is Gordon going to take flight? And then that Utah team, you know, you're, you're it's kind of incli- you have that inclination to sell them short. Right. But they're up. That team's a good team. That's I a mean, good they, team. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's deep. They and, and Clarkson hasn't even been playing well. Right. Right. So that's it. That's it. That's still a good. That's a good team. And Phoenix. I mean, are, you, are, are the kids all into the Suns? No, no, they they don't really follow basketball like that. But that you know, it, it's given something the, the city something to look forward to. Phoenix has had a good season this far. Chris Paul has been a great addition, of course. Yeah, uh, but um, he's yeah, balling out. It's amazing yeah, how. Yeah, yeah, you know why he's that age. I love Chris Paul, man. I, I do. do too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do and he's too, just man. balling out this season. Yeah. 
But the Suns are the Suns are definitely impressive. You know, uh, they up are there with the, the Clippers and the, and the Lakers, as you mentioned, the Lakers yeah. without their star power and falling off a little bit. But um, I, I think they're dangerous. The the, the West is stacked, man. Um, you know, you see what Portland's done. You, you can see what Denver's doing. I mean, Dallas is still there, so the West is definitely stacked. Yeah, that Dallas team. I you know they're just not they're just not tough. It's it's funny because I thought Reddick was going to go to Brooklyn. Right, he's going to go to Dallas, mm-hmm. and you know I look at that Dallas team, and it's a shame because I I, I just don't think they're tough enough. Right. Well, and, you know, they they lack the lack the ability to close out games in the right way. Um, they've got a tremendous offense. I thought it, they would be more. Um, they would be have more of an, a factor in the West, but um, stacked up to the other teams, I just don't know if they have the staying power. So I agree with you. I was wondering if uh, who was going to get if Bradley Beal was going to get moved. There was a point yeah. where it looked like there was going to be a trade mm-hmm. where Beal started to follow the Warriors. Oh, really? Did you see, yeah, no. So on social media, mm-hmm. he started. He followed the Warriors, and there was a lot of speculation that Beal was was going to go to Golden State. Yeah, see, I didn't. I didn't notice that. I was. I was fixated on the, the factor if uh, if the Sixers were able to get Lowry because I thought that, that that would have been a big, big deal. If they, well, if I do they know that they, they overplayed. The, Toronto overplayed the Lowry thing. I mean, they wanted Maxi Matisse Thibel, who's a, who's oh, they, a uh, can't get rid of that defender. Yeah, he's exactly. He's defender. Like, yeah. You you know your stuff. Two mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. for Lowry, Ooh. and Lowry wanted. Two at thirty five, he wanted to be two more years after this hmm. at big dollars. Oh wow! So they weren't going to do that, mm-hmm. and you know it's funny because Miami had a lot of interest in Lowry too, mm-hmm. and they offered Toronto kept waiting and waiting and waiting for the offer, and then it got to the point where they didn't they just want to just trade him for nothing. Oh wow! You know, so interesting because I he might wind up with the Lakers because he mm-hmm. wants to play for the Lakers. I don't know how the Lakers will afford him, but he does want to play for the Lakers. Uh, all right, well, let's do this. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back, and we'll get back to football straight ahead. We are the fellas. Big link. Um, Cuz together. The fellas on Fox. All right, welcome back, fellas. Big I'm Cuz, live from the Fox Sports Radio Farmers Insurance Studios. What do you got on tap today, brother? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Chilling. Uh, really, just bought this uh, this um, all-in-one sort of workout bench. The kids want to start lifting weights, and I don't want to pay for a gym membership. So, uh, because they're minors, you have to go with them. So, um, I'm just going to set up the the home gym, show them how to do a couple of lifting exercises. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's like fantastic. Shoulder press, bench, you know, stuff like that. Oh, that is great. That is so cool, man. Dude, you know what the best is? I got that. Um, so I got, I went to the sporting goods store. He Massimo got a, a gift card for his birthday, right? Uh-huh. 
So we went to the, uh, I don't know if you have Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't know what your yeah, Sporting uh-huh, Goods uh-huh. is. Okay. So we go to Dick's Sporting Goods, and he gets the uh, the Century Bob uh, punching uh-huh. bag. The, oh, the yeah. Punch, uh-huh. The dude uh-huh. looked, the dude, the, and his face. Did you ever look at Century Bob's face? I did not. I'm not. <laughs> It's unbelievable, right? Uh-uh. Like so, it's a punching bag in like this guy's face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's it's awesome because his face, Century Bob's face, you just want to punch it. <laughs> like when you look at it, it's the greatest, right? It's like gigantic too. It's right, like a, yeah. in fact, the dog barks at Century Bob. <laughs> like who's this dude? So I set him up. So so Masi loves to. To, hit, to to punch him, like to uh-huh. do the punching bag, uh-huh. and I I just, I look at him. I just see that he's a hate to face. It's <laughs> it's the most brilliant thing. I mean, I start to think about this. I go, you know what they should do is they should sell the Century Bob has a face you want to you want to punch, right? Right? Have you guys ever seen? Have you seen that, Chris? I, seen it. I know you haven't seen it. Like Chris, you seen the Century Bob? I have not. Give me one second. I'll look. How it about up you, here. Bo? Have you seen Century Bob? I imagine it's what Brian looks like. No, I have not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> because it's got, you know, he's got the chiseled chin and whatever, but he just has that face. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, L- that, look, that has an look, actual name. Yeah, it's Century Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I recognize this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't it great? Isn't it a, you hate the face? Don't you want to punch it? I hate the neck. The neck disturbs me. Yeah, with the face itself, like he's a punchable face. Yeah, that looks like a very large baby. Right, <laughs> it's a man child. Right, and, and it's and it's got the face, and it got me thinking. You know, if you really wanted to sell a, a bunch of Century Bobs. You should get Century Bob, like if if it had James Harden's face on it, right? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Imagine, it was the, coming. imagine the beard, right? <laughs> Tell me you won't want to punch the that beard. in the face, the <laughs> beard in the face. You put James Harden head on top of like a blocking sled, and I'll tackle that thing all day long, <laughs> right? You, you'd have to you'd have to do it regionally. So like out here in LA, like we'd probably have like what like Larry Bird, uh, Century Bob's, and then in like right. In, no, you would definitely do it regionally. That, yeah, and, you know, and, put a Giants, you know, Will Clark. Yeah, in Philly, right. you could have like Santa Claus or something. Detroit, like that. Detroit, you could put up some Claude Lemieux <laughs> uh, Century Bob's. Yes, that's right, Chris. Uh, that 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 was not funny. Bo. That was that was Bo. The Bo snuck that one in, and then and I was taking Santa Claus. <laughs> little Bo, now it's a little Bo. Uh, that comes back from last week. <laughs> little Bo and I going at it. Um, I got little Bo and and Brian today. My nemesis. I miss I miss I miss Figgy. The friendly confines. The. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Do you do you do you do? Could you imagine with the beard and what that face would look like? And it just shows you, like, like, like he's got the look on, like I just yeah. drained another three. What do you think of me? All right. Oh, you just want to crack it. <laughs> <laughs> 
What what face would you put? What NFL face would you put on Brady? Oh, could you imagine? Say, you don't even need to give the question to him. Exactly. Oh, it. What if you put Brady and that and that Brady smug Brady look oh, man. on Century Bob? Oh, you would be like every time you pass by, you put a hole in the wall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Drop kick is. it left and right. <laughs> and you just see Tom's head mm-hmm. like rolling down rolling down the kitchen in the hallway, right? <laughs> oh look, look, there's Century Century Tom. Century Tom's head has been dislodged from the body. Oh, that would be oh. outrageous. I'm Crazy. telling you. There's a huge business in that, man. There you go. For for we you know, that's a monster right there. All right, we're the <laughs> We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, hanging out on a sports Saturday here on Fox. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right. Welcome back, the fellas. Licky Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Did you hear Brian's trending? Yeah. It, it was... Uh, he he went he went all out. He said Montrez Harrell owns rent free real estate in the minds <laughs> of the, the Cavaliers. That was awesome. I like that. Fellas hanging out on a great, great, a lot of fun sports Saturday. NCAA tournament resumes today. So we get the tournament back. It's been a fun tournament, man. Lots and lots of good stuff with this tournament. It's the upset specials, you name it. Just so much fun. It's been a great time, Link. It has. It really has been a fun tournament. You know, and in fact, you know, with COVID and everything, in effect, and you were able to see, you know, I felt sorry for Virginia not being able to play. Um, and that was a little bit disappointing. But at the same point, it just seen some of these lesser-known teams make a run and, and live in the spotlight and has been very enjoyable for me. Yeah, yeah. It's been, a, you know, I don't know, maybe because last year, uh, I, I think it almost could have went either way. Because of last year, not having the tournament at all, and because this season has been a little off, you know, I mean, having it back, it feel it feels like a gift. Yeah, yeah, you know, it does. It it really does. And we talked a lot about the level of ball and the level mm-hmm. of of college ball. Uh, and speaking of ball, Lonzo Ball not moved, Link. Lots of rumors about Lonzo Ball at the deadline. He was not moved. That it, it, is that Pelicans team. It, aren't they a mystery? Because they they should be yeah. so much better. Yeah, I look. I, I've watched them a couple times, and I, I can't understand why they're not. They don't have a better record. Uh, to be honest with you, but I, they are a little bit of a mystery. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of them. I mean, you see them playing. Total defense. You see, they've got, of course, Zion's playing well, and and uh, Brandon Ingram and all those guys are really playing well. Just can't get the wins. Can't finish the games. I don't. I don't know what to make of it. 
Yeah, it's weird. It, they, they, I mean, obviously it goes back to they don't play defense, but mm-hmm. it's got to be something more than that. I don't know yeah. why Lonzo Ball is is why he was such a he, he was rumors all over the place. He was rumored. Right. To be traded, I, that's a that's a there's a bunch of surprise. One, Lowry never moves. Uh, two, Bradley Beal remains like in this in this purgatory of Washington. Now, if I'm Washington, I don't move. I don't move them either. Right. But I, I mean, you got Westbrook and Beal. What else do you do if you're Washington? Well, you, you, I would think that. I don't necessarily agree with you saying I wouldn't have moved them. I would have tried to move them because you you have to rebuild. It's not – you look, the, the Russell Westbrook thing is the experiment is, is falling by the wayside. You you know what you have in him. And it's it'll be something to, to maybe to hold on to a little bit longer. But you gotta you got to re, re, reload. you got to do what Orlando and other teams have done uh, as far as when it comes to draft choices and get try to get yourself back into it. Yeah, it's so it, it's amazing because it's so tenuous in that league because you, you try to build something, you try to get momentum, you try to get bad, and then when that goes awry, like look at Orlando, they're back building again. By the way, yeah. fellas are live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the, the best thing you could do with your phone in just a few minutes. Just call 888 Farmers and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. But you, you know, it's so difficult in that league to build, to rebuild, right? Like, look at Minnesota. How many times have they been at it? <laughs> well, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned it because I was just thinking about them when you talk about rebuild. They just can't get it right. Um, they're whatever strategy. Now, they I have. love Anthony Edwards, but I mean, other than that, like, how many times are you going to go through saying, Cat, like, do you, are you buying Cat? I mean, isn't he a disappointment? Well, I. <sighs> You, you feel bad for the life outside of basketball that has happened to him and then wonder if that affected him overall. Yeah. But, but you know, when you hear all the stories of guys who have been through that program and been around him, he's just not the answer. You know, he, he's and you're waiting for him to take that next level step. I don't know if it's the city or the, 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 the organization that swallows up some of these good players, but he's just never developed and taken that next step. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it, it, and it's funny because you got it's like these teams are perennial. Like it's funny when I when I was teasing Brian about the Clippers and the Clippers having the losing gene. Like no, no matter even though even when they play when they're better, right? They still can't. They're still dysfunctional, right? Like Lob City was still fake, right? It was still, you were still a loser. Like when you look at the like last year, how wow. how how do you not? You're the best team in the bubble, but yeah. a guy like Paul George, you know, there's something. It's 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 like the law of attraction. Yeah, 
Well, it really is disheartening when your when your star players come out. Well, we didn't really want to, you know, says something to the like. We didn't really want to make a, a long run at it, anyways. Like, huh? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> for everyone who was predicting the Clippers to be up there, to be there, and I know Brian can definitely attest it as a fan. You know, it's a little disheartening when you're not able to close it or make it happen uh, because your your crosstown rival, the Lakers, are taking it in with their star power. Um, the Clippers are, you know, competitive, but they just can't close it out. Can't find a way to close it it's, out. And I don't know if making the coaching change is the one that's going to put them over the top either. No, no. It's I'm telling you, it's DNA. Now, look at we talk about Orlando. They're going to try it again. They get rid of Vucevic. They're going to try to rebuild. I mean, they got nothing. Right. I mean, you're you're now starting from scratch. Look at Detroit. Yeah. How many times? Are you going to go and try to rebuild again? That's, I mean, they can't get, they have yeah. nothing. They have, yeah, right. You, you have like nobody who's any good. DeLon Wright was your only guy. Think about it, Chris. What do you do if you're the Pistons? Well, you're, as, you're as, slogging it. As evidenced by Blake Griffin, who is clearly at this point, like, I think we have the evidence that he just was sandbagging the Pistons until they let him go. Like, there's nothing you can do because at this point, apparently, either you're, you have to hit on a bunch of draft and, you know, the draft picks. And at this point, the Pistons are finally coming out of that malaise that Stan Van Gundy left them in by trading away all those draft picks for Blake Griffin. And now that's a horrible move. Yeah. Well, I, I it's one of the worst moves I hate too because it's clearly like this guy has one foot out the door because he realizes he's about to get fired so he's going to sell the entire future to try to get you know his job saved and mm-hmm. again th- this idea that suddenly Blake Griffin went from all, going almost a calendar year without a dunk and now he has three in Brooklyn I'm sorry that kind of that that kind of tells me as a fan, it, it might not be fair to Blake Griffin, but for me, for my irrational fan brain, which I try to keep to the side and not use all the time, it tells me Blake Griffin just was deciding it wasn't worth trying in Detroit. And I, I, I oh, think he's a thief. That, yeah, that, he's that, a thief. But that, like, kind of going to your point about James Harden being a hassa, I think it's a problem across the NBA for a, if you're like a fan of any of these small market teams. You've got to look at what happened with Blake Griffin and Harden. It's like, is that the way that the league is going to go now where it's where guys will just sit there, they w- they won't even be professionals, and they'll just sandbag and not tr- not play until they go to play in what they consider their ideal situation. So And then, yeah, so what you're left with after that for Detroit is just, you know, okay, we got to hit on all the draft picks. we got to hit on every draft pick and hope that – at no point in the future, they will decide they want a sandbag until they can go play for the Nets or the Lakers or whoever. Yeah, I, you're right, and that's the, and that's like the perennial curse of these teams, like Orlando. And it's funny because you mentioned Stan Van Gundy, and what does Detroit and Orlando have in common? Stan Van Gundy. I mean, you could look. There's so many teams across the NBA, NBA like that, right? Like Sacramento or now Oklahoma City now without, you know, they're, they're the big stars. At least they got a zillion picks, right? At least sure, they got yeah. lots of assets and, and cap space. But you're only as good as all those picks and all those assets are only good if you hit on those picks. And if, I know. And, you know, 
you you need to, unlike the NFL draft where it more behooves you to have a quantity of picks for the NBA you need to have quality of picks you need to make sure those picks are picking near the top of the draft when you can get starters and you know because if you're picking near the bottom of the draft you're just going to get a guy who can come off the bench be a rotational player that maybe one day will turn into a starter yeah yeah it's much harder much harder to rebuild the thing in the NBA than it is the NFL. It's funny because as much as it is about the quarterback, and yeah, you got to have the quarterback, but when you look at the plight of some of these NBA teams, wow, man, it's 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 so it hard. Hopeless. Like it does, and trust me, as someone that you know comes from the process, right? I mean. Sometimes you can't blame these teams for going process like. Well, I mean, you know, you you can't, but at the same point, to Chris's point, you have to make sure you hit on those those picks. I mean, because we've we've you know we've done our show many years, and we talk about these top prospects or these guys come these one and doneers that are supposed to be the answer, and they still take a couple years to develop. You know, you're you're sitting on the bottom rung waiting for them to take off. And then and they don't, you know, they don't find a home with you or they can't make a home with you. And then you're, you're left to move on or try to pick up the pieces afterwards. You know, when you still have the greatest player, you know, playing who jump ships, go to Los Angeles and then they get stronger by having Anthony Davis and end up winning the championship. And everyone else is looking, you know, looking up at them like, well, we want to be like them. How come our guys aren't like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's like the, you got to hit on those picks when you do that. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Coming up, we play the four. That's right. Four questions. And the guys will compete for who's the most creative answer to those four questions. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, hanging out on a sports Saturday morning. Fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. You can save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right, Link, time now to play the four, where I give the guys four questions. We go around the horn. Lincoln, of course, will back clean up like he always does, the big man. We will have Brian... We will have Chris, and we will have Bo, along with Link. Take the four, gentlemen. I'll give you the four questions. Here we are. The first question is based off of the NBA trade deadline, which I found scintillating. It was a great afternoon of checking Twitter, refreshing it, and looking for Woj bombs. (laughs) So I give you, give me the best sports entertainment that's not a game. So, of course, you have the drafts. You have the numerous dead trade deadlines. You name it. But something that's not a game, but in your eyes, the best sports non-game entertainment. Question, okay. number, question number two. You know, Ligon, we got to talk about it. But this week, they throw the first pitch for real. That's right. Baseball. It's back, baby. Yes. Give me the best thing about 
baseball. Your favorite thing about baseball. I love baseball. I can't wait for the season to start. Give me the best thing about it. Not even the MLB can ruin baseball <laughs> as best they try with seven inning doubleheaders and more nonsense. But it's such sure a beautiful game. <laughs> such a beautiful game. Uh, question number three. Century Bob. Give me your own personalized face to put on Century Bob. <laughs> Everybody's favorite punching bag. And question number four. All for the movie Kong versus Godzilla. And this is a uh this is a hot heated debate in my household with my boys. Who wins the death match? Create a monster death match. And you could put in players, athletes, creatures, animals, you name it, but create a death match so we can pick who wins. So so my so my kids, they love Godzilla. And I'm a Kong man. Right, right. Right? I love I'm a, I love Kong. That's my man. So we all make mistakes. So uh, you're a Godzilla guy too? I, are you kidding me? Like Godzilla's supposed to be much bigger than Kong. Like it's not even a contest. Don't worry, Anthony. I'm here with you, man. King Kong has thumbs. So <laughs> I'm saying, man. Kong, listen, Kong will, Kong's got incredible strength. Kong doesn't He'll get that fire. lizard. Doesn't he don't need to. Kong isn't radioactive. King, King Kong can use weapons. King Kong's smart, right? He's smart and he's strong. Don't mess with Kong, Chris. Now, you and my kids, Massimo and Anthony, all Godzilla it up. How about you, Link? I, 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 look, I like both of them, so I'm going to stay in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you stand, Brian? On the Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I'm a Barney guy. Huh? <laughs> the dinosaur, isn't it? Does that count? He's a dinosaur. Brian, oh, see, this is why we can't. No, no okay, I'm kidding. Yeah, are you playing the four? Are you not? I'm going Godzilla. All right, I'm going Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla. All right. Oh, jeez, a bad sarcasm again. <laughs> My God. Barney. Barney. Oh. Oh, all right, here we go. Here's our four. So you know you get it. You got to come up with a death match that we argue like Kong versus Godzilla. That's your fourth question. All right, first question. Let's get it started. Brian gets it started first. Give me the best sports drama that is not a game, Bri. How about a sports movie? Does that count? Could that fit? Something like Hoosiers? No. That's a terrible answer. No. <laughs> Did you not hear my analogies? Well, you're talking about like the draft or, or something like that that's revolving around a sport, but not necessarily a game. Right. You, if you want to put that down, okay. Well, I, or, or right. I could do... I meant reality drama, but, I, you know, all right. How about, a, how, about a, how about a Philadelphia Flyers championship parade? How about that? How about we go to Chris before he gets smacked down like I'm King Kong and, and he's Barney? Uh, let's uh, go to Chris. Chris. I mean, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but for me, I really enjoy weigh-ins. 
for that's like MMA, awesome. for yeah. UFC, for boxing. That's, that's a great answer. Especially sometimes when the camps, like I, I, I live for the weigh-ins just because there is always the chance the camps are going to get a little feisty with, yeah, with each other. Yeah, without a doubt. And a scuffle will break out. Yes, a scuffle. Everybody likes a scuffle. It's like me and Brian, scuffling. We would like that. The, the, the scuffle is a good thing. I love the weigh-in. That's a great answer. Bo. What do you got, my brother? Uh, so I guess uh, I guess I'm gonna go with the home run derby. Um, That's a great answer too. Yeah, I just watching watching guys launch bombs, especially when it's someone like um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Or you know, we've had Jock out here a couple times do it. It's just it's a lot of fun. Yes, to watch. Tatis yes. Or, yeah. That's a great if answer. He, if he participates, yeah, Tatis would be a great answer. All right, uh, that's right. He's a Padres guy. Yeah. Um, Bo, yeah. Well, I'm a Padres guy, and I'm converting Bo to being a Padres guy. Well, okay, we got to keep going. Let's uh, let's move <laughs> along here. Hey, he's you're a degenerate Dodger man, right, Bo? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Big Lang. I've always loved the NFL free agency when the free agency part starts. NFL free agency because the 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 spending frenzy goes crazy. You see guys that are you know you hear about the tampering before. Uh, or it's kind of behind closed doors, and but the moment free agency starts, you see the big money, and then like this year, we saw Dak Prescott get paid, and you know the Cowboys having to realize that they had to pay him. So I've always been intrigued by that. You know, it's funny that I I think that goes back to your own free agency time. Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Like Absolutely. that's when you wait. All right, I'm free. <laughs> Let's get some money. That's right. Let's get paid. So that's awesome. That's a great, great three great answers. And then there was uh, Brian Barney. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number two, Brian. Yes. Give me your your own Century Bob face. That you want to put on Century Bob so you could punch it every time you say it. Your face. <laughs> now, that's a good answer. It's the best answer. Yes. And I will be there smirking at you <laughs> yeah. everywhere, every time. You're waking up, and here's my face going, go ahead, Brian, see what you got. Oh, you got nothing. <laughs> Well, your face eventually is going to be so pushed in because of all the punches that you're barely going to recognize you. Gotta be like, come on, sweetie, you can do it. Can you do it? Come on, you got it, buddy. Uh, what do you say, Chris? Whose face on Mm. Century Mile? I really want to go recency bias and say Blake Griffin, but I think I've got a better answer lined up. I don't even hate him. I actually think he might have a chance to be a decent coach one day, but he just has a face that screams, oh, man, I really want to punch it. And that is Lane Kiffin. Oh, wow. I just really want to go. He does. I'm sorry. He, he would elicit, yes, he would elicit a, many punches, Lane Kiffin. He's got that face. I agree. That's a great he's answer. Got, he's got a face that kind of goes between unearned smug and like yes. droopy dog. At yes. Just, mm, yeah. The high smug factor. Uh, Bo, give me your Century Bob face. Uh, since we already talked about James Harden, um, I'm going to go with Ryan Day, the uh, head coach of Ohio State. He just <laughs> he just has a really punchable face. 
You're right. He would be a great Century Bob face. I feel like you can, we can do this with like half of the coaches right now in the college D1 ranks, too. Probably. You're right. Now, Century Bob has that I'm a, co- that I'm a college coach, right? Like he's got yeah. that I'm a college coach face. Yeah. He's got it. Link, who is it, Link? I'm putting Warren Sapp on there. So, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Could you imagine you'd walk by every day? I, oh, century, <laughs> either Century Tom and Warren Sapp, like <laughs> on one side of the compound and the other. <laughs> oh, there's Century Tom. Oh, there's Century Sapp. Oh, that's fantastic. They like boxing right now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, before we get to question number three. Let's go over to that hate the face himself. <laughs> yes, the one, the only. Oh, yeah, Brian. Well, thank you so much, Ant. And looking back at the NBA scores from Friday, the Lakers pester the Cavs 100-86. to Montrezl Herald, 24 points, 10 rebounds. And the Lakers also saying that Anthony Davis is getting included in expanded workouts on the court. Of course, he's coming back from an injury. Head coach Frank Vogel saying, though, that Davis is still a ways away from returning to games. The Hawks subdue the Warriors 124-108 to as Atlanta's John Collins had 23 points. The Nuggets take it to the Pelicans 113-108. to Nikola Jokic 37 points and 9 assists. New Orleans went scoreless in the final two minutes of this game. The Jazz bash in the Grizzlies 117-114. to Donovan Mitchell scoring 35 points. The Trailblazers pulverize the Magic 112-105. to Norman Powell in his first game in Portland coming over from a trade had 22 points. So did C.J. McCollum. The Celtics tranquilized the Bucks 122 to 114. Jason Tatum, 34 points. He shot 13 of 18 from the floor. The Suns hang on and get a win against the Raptors 104 to 100, despite Phoenix ending the game making only two of their last 14 shots from the floor. And the Nets are able to take down Chris P's Pistons 113 to 111. James Harden multitasking once again, 44 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists. And with per- per- performances like that, there's no reason that Ant has him as his clear-cut leader to win the MVP. Back to you guys. He's a hustler. <laughs> That's a pig that doesn't fly straight. Thank you, Bri. We are the fellas. That's right. Coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Sports Radio, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. We're playing the four, having some fun. This is what fellas do. We laugh, we tease, we joke, and we talk sports. Every week right here, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, and the whole crew today, Brian in for Figgy. We got Chris, as always, Bo, as always, and Bri, back to you. Let's talk a little baseball. And I will say this, your Padres, man, they look good. That's a good squad, man. Yeah, the, the, the best thing about it is how insecure Dodger fans are right now because of how good the San Diego Padres roster looks. Wow, man, you just in attack mode. How about it's Brian? A, it's about time Lincoln. a new team takes over in SoCal, let me tell you. 
Well, again, much like the Clippers, the Padres have been, you know, growing up in San Diego, the Padres have always been a stepbrother. So (laughs) they kind of do have that disease a little bit. (laughs) Now, I I like the I like the Padres, but I I hear you. I do think uh, they have a little bit of that Clipper disease. Let's see. I don't know. I I I like them, but you know, let's see what they do. Uh, all right, Brian, give me the best thing about baseball. What you love about baseball the most? What do I love about baseball the most? Can it be something in the past? Something I witnessed? Maybe you won. I mean, it's really up to you. You whatever. What's what's the one aspect of baseball that you love the most? Watching Tony Gwynn hit was a thrill of a lifetime and just the way he was able to get contact and put the bat on the ball nobody could do what he did and just being able to watch him was such a humongous thrill that would be my answer it's a great answer and it really is he was an incredible hitter yeah. an amazing hitter and uh i agree i that's a that's a treat watching tony grant good tony man Gwynn. too yeah he was awesome man what a great guy he was he really was. You're right, Link. He was. Uh, did you get to know him well? I knew, not well, but I knew him. You know, our paths yeah. crossed, and always thought highly of him, especially watching him growing up in San Diego. But uh, got a chance to meet him as a professional, and thought the world of him as uh, on and off the field. I could totally see you two hitting it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally see that every day, every day of the week. Yeah, man. He he uh, he was he was fantastic. That it's funny. I was just you know I was just talking to about something. Uh, Junior, Kevin Ken Griffey oh, Junior. Uh-huh. Say you know contemporary Tony Gwynn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What you know? Another great. What a great player and another great ambassador great of, yep. of the yep. sport. You know. Yep. You know. Anyway, uh, Chris, what do you love about baseball? Mm. <clears throat> so, as much as I love the sport, I love going there. I love hanging out at ballparks. But nothing I love more about going to ballparks than having the kind of weird monster food served at minor league ballparks. Oh, I, wow. I grew up in a town oh, with the right, AAA Toledo. team, to, yeah. the Toledo Mudhens, the AAA team. Sure. And I lived in Savannah for a long time, sing, a single-A Sand Nats. I think they're, they've relocated now. But I love going to a minor league ballpark and seeing some kind of crazy off the wall concoction or food, like just a monster burger. Well, I know for the Sandnets they had a super loaded like sausage sandwich. For mm. the Mud Hens, they had an actual batter hat you could get filled up with ice cream. Uh, wow, closest, like a real oh yes, my god! Like you know, you, of... you usually get the mini ones. At, for the yeah. Mud Hens, they will serve you. For you and your party, a full batter's helmet full of ice creams, full-sized one, then you take the batter's helmet home with you. Wow. Uh, closest I've seen in the majors for that kind of like crazy food where you're like, wow, I didn't think about this combination, was when I went to, I think, the Atlanta Braves game back when they still played at Turner Field. They had the Yickety Yam Witch, which was like they attributed to Chipper Jones. And that was like, I'm trying to remember what it was all on. I know it was like short rib and cheese and all kinds of stuff. But I love, you know, it's it's not something you would want to do on a diet. It's not something you want to do even on the regular. But just, just, you know, the, the idea of trying it. I know minor league baseball for years would have contests about who has the best crazy ballpark food. And I, I love, I love that. 
That's a great answer. I, I like that. Bo, what is the great thing that you love about baseball? There's there's more than one, obviously, for me. Um, strikeouts looking are a lot of fun. Uh, there, There's nothing that gets you hyped up like a strikeout looking. I think baseball is unique. I like that, too. Yeah, I think baseball is unique in the way that you can kind of remember exactly where you were when a moment happened. Like, I'm always going to remember exactly where I was when Urias struck out Willie Adamas to win the World Series. Just like I'm always going to remember exactly where I was when Matt Stairs hit that absolute bomb off of Jonathan Broxton yeah. in the NLCS or Jamie Rollins hitting a walk-off against the Dodgers. Um, I think baseball is unique in that regard. Yeah, those moments. And I'm uh, looking yeah, at a little older than you. And the Kirk Gibson. Yeah. Like that moment was amazing. Yeah, base, baseball moments resonate. Like I'm not even a... I'm not even a Rangers or a Cardinals fan or anything, yeah. but I remember exactly where I was when David Freeze hit that walk off. Both yeah. good and bad. Remember, I think going back about a month when we had the you know ba- uh, biggest sports pain conversation, Ant, and you know we had all those people chiming in with me about the uh, <laughs> um, Tory Hunter flipping over the out- outside yes. field in yeah. the uh, 2013 ALCS, like. All those moments stick with you. I always remember Maglio Ordonez yeah, hitting wow. the slam to get the Tigers to the World Series. All that stuff. I'm totally with Bo there. Yeah, that's a great one. Mags. That's a great bust out baseball name. Maglio Ordonez. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, big Link, what do you love? What's the big man love about baseball? Outdoors, just going to a ballpark and outdoors in the weather, spring, you know, nice weather, um, fresh air, just just being outside in the elements, wow. like watching, taking in a game like that and really sitting back and relaxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, that's a great answer, man. It is like once you get that right of spring, especially, um, you know, Outside of Arizona and Florida, where you know you have a, a, a higher degree of winter, right? And you know you go, oh my God, this! You're at a ballpark. It's May. It's yeah. it's warm and sun splashed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the great days. I agree with you, man. You're 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 right on. Uh, all right, uh, I know that Brian wants to get out of here, so let me give him his fourth question, and that is, right. Give me your own concocted death match. We gave you, and you can have anything, creatures and athletes and animals, whatever it is. This is the Kong versus Zilla ultimate throwdown. So these have to be fictional characters. They can't be like athletes and you watching them. I don't go care. At you it. can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. But it's got to be a, but it's got to be a, a death battle. A death battle. Jeez. Do you guys remember when there was that video of Blake Griffin and it looked like he saw Steve Ballmer and then ran into the locker room through the tunnel? And it was a very awkward situation. I would love to have those two in a room together and them trying to solve their differences. And it would probably get very physical and there would be a major confrontation. All right. All right. You got it. I you, I think you overrate Blake Griffin a little bit as to far as his that the fact that he matters at all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, 
You wanted him on the Sixers, don't lie. He stinks. He stinks. He's a hollow man. He always sucked. (laughs) All right? One of the most overrated players. Hollow. uh, I mean, as as a chocolate Easter bunny. All right? That's what he is. How could you like him? Because the athleticism that he had. Now, I don't know if he Stinks. still has that. He always stunk. He was, a, he was a loser. No, he wasn't because he could actually hit a jump shot. And guys like that are, uh, who are high flyers. Shrank. He could hit an 18-footer. I don't think you can. And he could dunk all the time. In your face all day long, Holmes. Okay, well, a Nerf ball, a Nerf ball doesn't count. A Nerf five-foot rim. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right, you can, you're, you're dismissed for the day. All right. All right? I'm in detention now. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, brother. Thanks yeah, for playing. Love you guys. Excellent. You're the best, Brian. Take it easy, buddy. There, uh, we'll come back. We'll get the, the guys' answers on the, uh, the death match that we created. With fellas, we'll get back to the tournament and the NFL all straight ahead right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano live from the Farmers Fox Sports Radio Studios. Go get yourself a free, great quote. Farmers save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right, yeah, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong. So you created your own death match. Chris, what is your death match? This one's easy for me, and I'm definitely in the in the soccer, the football mood because I keep looking at the lineup for the U.S. men's team. Uh, ahead of this friendly on Sunday, but it's Messi versus Ronaldo for me. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we work it out, but uh, yeah, like I can't think of two bigger guys. I just want to see just duke it out. Oh, that's awesome. Who you got? <sighs> this is th- this is the ultimate question, right? It's such it's such a weird thing too because I don't think like we do Jordan versus LeBron all the time here in the States, but it's just uh-huh. not the same thing. Cause it's different eras. They never played together at the same time. Whereas Ronaldo and Messi are playing together at the same time. And I, my heart wants to go Ronaldo. I think he is top to bottom, the better player, but I, no, I, I mean, I, I, but the mind says Messi, and I think the mind's going to win that it's going to be Messi in the end. All right. There you go. That's good stuff. Uh, Bo, give me some good some good death match that you can create. Um, so I uh, I mine is a little uh, metaphorical, I guess. It's uh, it's the Clippers versus success. And <laughs> <laughs> now that Brian Finley's not here, I can I can say wow. this freely without uh him coming back and trying to say something to me. So. Oh, I see him running back through the hallway right yeah, now. Yeah, he might he Send might actually turn his car around and. Come back in the studio. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. I love it. 
He's going to oh, call in. <laughs> yeah. That'll give you some bad, bad comeback. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll call he me. He would a, fail. He'll, he would fail the your mama game. He'll 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 try to channel Ben Maller and call me a Lakers historian, even though they just won a title a year ago. So I don't know what history that is. Who is Ben? I was I was you heard a snippet of Ben, and he was ripping some team. It was the Ooh. Astros. He yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, it's, it's right, Correa. They, they he was killing it, Correa. Oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's right. But oh my God, it was great. He was crushing Carlos Correa. Oh my God, hysterical. Uh, uh, Lincoln, give yep. me your f- like your favorite match. Let's uh, let's see. Rick Patino will take on Jim Boheim. Uh, oh my that, God, that's yes. unbelievable! <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jim Boheim. <laughs> does he, does does Larry Bird's not walking through that door? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, does Patino Patino see his reflection? <laughs> no, he can't. Because <laughs> he's a vampire. It's true, man. Vampires don't he's... have reflections. <laughs> I know, man. He's like Nosferatu, that yeah, dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, what, what are you, what are you, what's going on, man? <laughs> I, right? I wish I knew. You got to get some vitamin D. Yeah. Was, and if he gets that Texas job, you're going to see even more of them. Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Oh, but that's... he's in heaven in Iona, Link. Well, you're right. You know, yeah. But vampires <laughs> don't go to heaven. That's true. That's exactly right. That's true. That's Forever purgatory. <laughs> Texas that's is purgatory. R- yeah. Walking walk the earth. It's <laughs> just still doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Really, he'll be he'll be two hundred years from now. He'll be coaching UCLA. Exactly. Hooking horns <laughs> is also the same sign as the sign of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh my Go god. Go figure. I don't know how that happens or how he keeps popping up, but oh, he's back. Here it all of a sudden. <laughs> Here he is. Uh, <laughs> and welcome live to the 2064 NCAA tournament. Uh, there he is, Rick Pitino. Coaching his latest team. <laughs> the blood is the life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a big hour ahead. We're going to get you set for the tournament, everything else. We're the Fells in baseball, man. Isn't it great? Baseball. Yeah. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, as we hang out on a sports Saturday, the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16. Looking forward to that as we resume the tournament. You got baseball this week as we kick off the season. The NBA trade deadline, which was wild. And of course, the and and it's always insane and always in the news, the NFL. Because the NFL is the Death Star. Isn't it amazing, like that on a a March Friday, right? In the middle of the tournament, you know, past free agency, past, you know, not yet toward the draft. And the NFL steals headlines. Yeah, well, they they they've purposely been able to do it and making football year round. 
they create the frenzy, whether it's, you know, the free agency, whether it's, you know, usually it's the, the, you'll have combine talk by now, but you're building up to the draft. And when you're talking about quarterbacks, there's always people that are listening. So it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's funny, but it happens. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the jockey, like what happens on a, uh, you know, as you jockey, for the draft on a March, like what what precipitates Miami making such a bold move? You know this, you know on this date, and then all of a sudden there's the dominoes that drop, right? Right. So it's Miami and San Francisco. Who is San Francisco coveting? Yeah, that, right. That like that's the word, thing. right? You know if if. You think that Zach Wilson goes two to the Jets after, you know, his pro day and and all like he's been skyrocketing as uh, all the evaluators have taken looked at Zach Wilson, and then you go, all right, well, and, and he has his pro day, and you look at that arm, and you go, the arm, don't lie, like Shakira said, hips don't lie, yeah, the arm don't lie when it comes to the quarterback, and Zach Wilson, yep. He looks he looks really good. I, I tell you, I had a buddy of mine, uh, Nikki, who listens to our show, and he's all over Zach. Well, I'm telling you, Aunt Zach Wilson, he's the guy. Zach Wilson's going to be terrific, and I'm all alarmed up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because it looks like the Jets, you know, are going to go that route. Now, what do they do with Darnold? Where does he go? There, there's still to me. There's still deals that can be made up up until the draft. If the Jets do decide to go with the quarterback, there, you know, there are teams out there that need a quarterback. I mean, you you might even if San Francisco could probably even still make a play for. I, I always thought it would be a natural fit if Sam Darnold went out to to San Francisco, <clears throat> but. With them jumping up in the draft where they are right now, either to position themselves to draft a quarterback, one of those quarterbacks that are coming yeah, come out of college, whether it's or, Fields or Mac yeah, Jones, right? Exactly. Or, or, or you know, they can they still have the the ability to deal with teams out there that need a quarterback. You still have Chicago, you know, that needs a quarterback, and then yeah. and, and, and they, you know, what they were, what they're, how they're going to answer the question. Um, there are teams out there that still can make a play for some guy, a guy like Sam Darnold, if Jets decide to go quarterback. Yeah. You know, it's so weird because the Bears go get Andy Dalton and you're going, Andy Dalton. (laughs) Andy Dalton. (laughs) Fellas live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch. You can save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone in the next few minutes? Look at the pictures for food that your friends ate yet again. Call 888-FARMERS. For a quote, we are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I. You know, it, it's so interesting because Carolina is is uh, something, and I think Carolina, from what I understand, was probably waiting for Deshaun Watson. Lincoln, the Deshaun Watson story, I, I, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you, I look at a little bit of cross-eyed. It's first of all, you know, the allegations are are severe and, and they need to be taken seriously. That's that's no doubt about that. But you know, the timing of it just seems incredibly odd. Um, and then reading into it, you know, the Houston police have still not been. There hasn't been evidence that's been submitted. If anything, it just pulls. It, it, if you're a team that's looking for a quarterback, well, maybe looking for that trade, you can't touch him now. 
you can't touch them until all the dust settles, until you find out the, you know, the, the investigation. And while that's taking time, business still goes on. So you either have to move on past him or find another way to, to, you know, to address the situation because you don't know if it, what comes out of these, these, uh, this investigation will definitely direct it, uh, affect his future. Yeah. It yeah, says Houston we, didn't want to give him up, so it wasn't like Houston wanted to let him go. He wanted out of Houston. He has no trade crawls, but and he had to agree to a team that he's going to go to. So even if he were a team who were going to you know put a package together for him, you can't touch him right now. No, I know. I and, and which is odd, right? Like in right. like there's so many women. Yeah, and then the, the weird, you know, weird massage. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't understand. Like I, I you know, I don't know. I, I and again, I agree with you. I mean, serious allegations, but yeah. what about the criminal side of it? Exactly. You know, I mean, this it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's a handsome dude. Like, does he have a does he have a problem? You know, getting girlfriends like I shouldn't. You know? One would think shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. But he's you know. handsome. Yeah. He's rich. He's a quarterback. I mean, what's how hard is it for Deshaun Watson? Like that he's got to be, uh, you know, Doctor Hyde. You know, he's going to turn into Hyde. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, anyway, I mean, it's it's just quizzical timing and. You wonder. It's very odd circumstances that surround that. Right. So then, so then, as you look at it, it looks like Miami is going to go all in with Tua. They have a lot of. They still have a lot of picks. Oh, they got a ton of picks. Uh, right. Miami's I got. Mean, they've got two in the first round. They've got six and eighteen. Um, two second round picks, a third round pick, fifth round pick, two seventh round picks. I mean, they've got a ton. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot. You know, They're, that's a good. That's a that's a good, good team. It's interesting. I, I it, it's all going to depend on what do you think of Tua. Well, I think this move shows that they're going to they're going to give Tua a chance. I think that by by falling back to number six, they say you know what we're happy where we have a quarterback or at least we have to see it out. The the thing is is that when you when you address when you spend like it happened to Chicago when you have a draft a first round or quarterback. If you miss, it sets the program back at least four years. Yeah, because you you still have to you you can't necessarily get rid of them. You still have to believe yeah. them. You have to show that you're that that it makes sense that you try to draft and address pieces around them. And that's what they did, you know, by letting Fitzpatrick go, by you know keeping Tua, and obviously moving out of the the third spot back to number six and stockpiling these picks. They're gonna they're gonna address the team. They're gonna try to draft around them. Uh, you know, draft better players to support them. But they got to believe into it, and it's 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 the right call. You spent last last year's pick number one pick on him. You don't you don't get rid of him this you know this quickly. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know again, it's kind of right. I think that's what happens with some of these teams and the quarterbacks, right? Where yeah. they just you just lose patience. I, I I still can't believe that Carson Wentz is in Indianapolis. <laughs> I know. Huh? Like, I gotta be honest with you, Link. I, I didn't see that coming, man. When when the Eagles drafted him as an Eagle guy, I, yeah. I I'm shocked that he's in. You know that he's not on that team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, moving past him, but you know what? Here's the thing: it could turn out to benefit the future. You know, uh, for the Eagles because that pick could be you know can be a pretty high one if he plays well. You know. 
yeah, when he plays well, there's still the it's a it's a one, but there's a cap to it, right? You're, you're then you're drafting late first round. Well, but see, you see what the Eagles have done now. You know they're they're still positioning themselves, and you got to see what you have in the cupboard before you go look and go shopping. You know, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> they they told you there was a report yesterday by Ian Rappaport that said the Eagles were trying to get up to get a quarterback. Really? Yep. Which tells you all you need to know about how they feel about Jalen Hurts. Well, look, what they did is they got another first round pick next year's draft, right? Twenty twenty two with the the Eagles with the, the the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Put them back put them back to uh what? The twelfth? The twelfth pick? Yeah. What does the team need? Everything. <laughs> well, they got older and they gotta find a way to get younger, so you gotta address the receiver spot, right? Isn't that the top? I mean, how many times are you gonna draft a receiver? Well, you gotta make sure you make the right choice. <laughs> I mean, so you have no, they have no defense. Hmm. I mean, I, I, if you're at 12, you can either go I, one of the corners. Will Farley or Sertain be there? Yeah. You, could take, you could take one of the corners. You got Micah Parsons. Now, they don't like linebackers. You also got Devontae Smith who could be there, to, to your point, as far as the yeah. receiver is concerned. Or maybe Jalen Waddle. You know, he's supposed to be highly touted. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? The, they, they have missed on receiver all the time. And now the Cowboys, their rival, drafting 10. So they traded back, and now they're going to be drafted 10. And you know Dallas got one eye on one of those cornerbacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? The perfect yeah. fit is to go with one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a funny draft's going to be here. And it just dominates conversation. It's amazing. Well, we'll come back. We'll take a look at the NCAA tournament and get you set for some baseball. That's all straight ahead. The fellas, Big Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Cuz together. Link and Cuz, the fellas on Fox. Fellas. Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony Gargano. Hanging out on a Saturday morning. Good sports day today. Looking forward to it. We get the tournament back. It's going to be. It's been a great tournament so far. I really have oh, it fun has. for four days, man. Yeah, really has. You know, By I was just way, doing some research yeah. on. Well, before you had to read, I was doing the research that you know, your Eagles have got eleven picks. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but they got no quarterback. <laughs> got, well, you got to see what what you have. You don't believe in him. I get it. They got rid of your ginger. He's Jesus. not. I love the kid. I do. The shame about it hurts is I I think the kid is dynamite. Like mm-hmm. I I I like him as a you and I always liked him. But he's, right. he's not. I mean, look at him. He's not an NFL. Like I, he's a stopgap. <laughs> No, he is. That's what he is. That's you can see it. Like he's a stopgap guy. He comes in, he backs up. You know, mm. he's maybe like I think he belongs in the league. I just think this is what he is. He's just a stop. And the Eagles said the same thing because they tried to get up the drift at quarterback. Right. So you know, I mean, I think it's pretty odd. Listen, 
Kyla, look at he's basically the same size as Kyla Murray. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. And, you know, he's, Kyla Murray's way faster and he's got a way better arm. So how does that compute? Well, I guess, shoot. I mean, with all these picks, you got to you got to wonder where where they're going to go, and they need to address. They need to get young. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's know. A, that's only I look at it. Yeah, you know, what about Washington though? There, that Washington. What are they another one? I think do? a quarter quarterback away. So yeah, that's why I mean, they're, you know, good. They're, they're 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 in the market. Um, you know, for a, a quarterback or one of the veteran quarterbacks. That's why I think a draft day deal was going to be done. Um, uh, and they might. Even, other than that, I don't know where they could go. They can't necessarily go in the draft. They have to go after a, a you know, possible free agent or trade. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, fellas, live from the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 888-FARMERS to switch. You could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Yeah. Um, all right, Link, let's take a look at the tourney. And uh, take a look at this uh, weekend's games in order. Uh, I'm first of all, I, I'm I'm curious if the trend. You know the trend that once you we- reach the second weekend, it becomes more of a chalk tournament, right? That yeah, that's yeah. when the chalk and and the best teams rise. Well, let's see. Early on, you got a 12 versus an 8 to start the day. Right. At uh, 2.40 Eastern, 11.40 Pacific, you got Loyola and Sister Jean, a seven-point favorite over Oregon State. Uh, I mean, you know, Loyola's a good team. I just think that's, you know, they were just misseeded at 8. Well, look, they they definitely earned uh, their offense has been impressive, then, especially in that game against Illinois. Um, I, I think that it's going to be hard for Oregon State, who's done a great job of getting here. They played, you know, some good ball, high spirited ball, but I just think Loyola's too strong of a team. I, I I still don't. I think that that spread is a little little bit lopsided. I think Oregon State can hang with them a little bit more. I don't know if they're going to be. Yeah, it's seven. It's yeah. fat. That is That's a fat. fat number, yeah. Um, I agree but, with but you. No, Loyola's uh, definitely on a ride. I mean, they're they're they are playing some daggone good ball, and they're good. They're a fun team to watch as well. All right, probably the second best team in the tournament behind Gonzaga is Baylor. Yeah, twenty four and two. They get Villanova, the fifth seed. Uh, they are a seven and a half point favorite against Villanova. I, I listen. Villanova lost Gillespie, one of its key really key kind of glue guys. Yeah. And I thought they were fortuitous with their draw, right? Right. Winthrop and they were they Jay Wright's a hell of a coach. And they beat Winthrop and then you got the upset over Purdue, right? So yeah. you know, I I look at them and I just think Baylor's too strong. No, Baylor. Yeah, that, that this is one that I I, you, I agree with you as far as chalk goes. Baylor is one of those teams. Uh, look, I thought uh, you know a lot of Illinois and stuff like that, but they just didn't, you know they're out. Baylor and and uh, Michigan uh, and Gonzaga, you know, they're, they're, they are the cream. So yeah, no, they're good. And listen, Villanova, you know, got lucky with with North Texas, yeah, and beating Purdue. And you know, the Big Ten was down. They obviously had a bad weekend, had a bad first weekend in the tournament. Uh, so Baylor, I lay in seven and a half. I would lay it, yeah. like. Yeah, me too. Um, 
Then the, the fascinating team that everybody is talking about and their must-see is Oral Roberts, and they got Arkansas. Arkansas, I think, is underrated. But the fascinating thing about this game is that it's a rematch yeah. from December 20th yeah. when yeah. Oral Roberts was up 10 at halftime, 40-30 to 30 on Arkansas. Arkansas got hot, and they rolled in the second half and uh, won by 11. The spread is 11. Curious to see what you think. I think Oral Roberts this time around, I mean, they've got the hot hands. Their guard play has been uh, exceptional uh, throughout the tournament. And they, they really showed me something when they took uh, part Florida. So I, I, I like them. I'll take them with this spread. I think they can give, I think they can give Arkansas a nice little run. Really? Yeah. You think yeah. it's a scare? Not, not too much of a scare. I think it's Arkansas will create the separation in the second half, but I like the, the fact that Oral Roberts, I think, can hang with them and they're riding high on confidence. Yeah, yeah, that should be. Uh, I think you're right. I think it should be a pretty good game. I uh, I would agree, and I would take the points with Oral Roberts. And then uh, in the nightcap tonight, a great matchup, and I think a really severely underrated squad, Houston against Syracuse. Now Syracuse has had a had a great first week. Remember the 11 seed, the Qs. They uh, they upset San Diego State, mm-hmm. which was the sixth seed, and then they oust West Virginia, the three seed, in a classic seventy five seventy two game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fascinated by this matchup, the matchup zone, the Bayheim matchup zone, always a killer come tournament time. Now Houston's had. A whole week to prep for it, and that's right, going to be the right. key. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then I think you know when you watched them, uh, they they were come up with a very um, gutsy to come from behind to beat um, Rutgers. That was a good, that was a good game, and they're hot. But it, again, when you talk about that matchup zone, if you're not used to it, it, it can be a handful. Um, but I do think Houston will, will find a way to 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 handle it if they can just uh, slow down the Syracuse's outside shooting. I think Houston can go away. We can win this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, and then tomorrow, the schedule is we start off with Gonzaga, the number one overall seed in the tournament, uh, against Creighton. Gonzaga, a 13-point favorite. Like, I, I got to tell you, I think Gonzaga rolls in this game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think this is a 20-point you know, point. Peace, blow that out. offense, that offense, man, is just crazy for Gonzaga, and, and they they can hit you from so many parts. Yeah, this is like when you're talking about chalk, and Gonzaga to me is one one of the clear favorites, especially the way they were riding high. So I, I think it is a route. Yeah, I mean they're good. I mean they're just they're just <laughs> super, right? I, I mean yeah. they get you know again thirteen. I can't see Creighton hanging. No, no. Uh, Florida State and Michigan. Michigan is a two-point favorite. Now, one of the few Big Ten teams that did not disappoint. Michigan beat Texas Southern, and then they take out LSU. Michigan, one of the few Big Ten teams, again, that well, that yeah. didn't collapse against a good Florida State. This is a great game, Lincoln. It will be a good, good great game. I, I I have Michigan winning this game, but I, I think Florida Florida State can go toe-to-toe with them. So I think it will be a great game. I'm definitely looking forward to watching that one. 
Yeah, the next game, which is interesting, because it's all about Alabama and how you feel about Alabama. The two seed, I think, is under uh, underrated, overlooked. Alabama, they got UCLA. Remember, Bama beats Iona, mm-hmm. right, and, mm-hmm. the Dra- and Dracula mm-hmm. in the first game, and then mm-hmm. they come back and they thump Maryland yeah. by nineteen. So I, I got to. I love Alabama in the game. I know UCLA is uh, is. Catching six and a half. There's a lot of people on the Bruins, but I think Bama is underrated. Yeah, well, that outside shooting. If they they finally got hot uh, and they were able to take that next step, and I thought you saw the separation in the last game. That outside shooting is it can be dangerous. Alabama is is underrated, um, but I, I I agree with you. I think they're going to. I think they beat UCLA. And then the final game of the weekend tomorrow night, a battle in the Pac-12. And a great battle. USC and Oregon, the 6v, the 7 seed. And I love Southern Cal. They're laying two. Uh, I think Southern Cal wins this game. I, lo- I like this SC team. Yeah, I do too. With their length and uh, their, their, their skill, especially in, inside the perimeter, I think uh, SC is probably going to end up winning this game. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it should be a great weekend of college basketball. Nothing better than the tournament being back and Sweet 16. Good hoops are ahead of us. Uh, Let's uh, take a quick T.O. and find out what's trending from the Lord of Trendings. My God, he couldn't get here quick enough. The one, the only. I left. No cop, no stop. The very words I live by. Just speeding to the studio to talk to you and Lincoln and America. First about the NBA on Friday night. The Los Angeles Lakers winning for the first time since LeBron James and Anthony Davis have both been out of the lineup, breaking a four-game losing streak, defeating the Cavaliers 100-86. Montrez Harrell, a double-double, 24 points and 10 rebounds. James Harden scored 44, the most in a Brooklyn uniform for him. Also had 14 rebounds and 8 assists in their 113-111 win at Detroit, Utah. How do you feel about the Hassa, Ilo? The who? The Hassa. Who's that? James Harden. What? I must have. I must have missed this. Am I? You know who the... That's his new team nickname, the Hassa. Who? Who? Who gave Hassa him that nickname? Harden. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was one of those self-given yeah, nicknames. No, it, all right. No, it's not real. It's and what's the, off, the what's, it's off of Scarface? Oh, all right. Listen, look at that scene. It's I, I scene, really but, need to go back and look at that yeah, scene. Okay. Yeah. What what's the uh, method no, of reasoning just, behind that? You just go look at it and, okay. and re- Google it. It's a very uh, it's a it's a popular scene in the movie. All right. All right, and then you'll get it. You get it in three seconds. Well, I wake up today and suddenly I've got a homework assignment. Great. <laughs> I love it, dude. I, you know, Say hello to my me, little. I remember that me, part. Me and like, we always like to mess with you a little bit. I so will. Right. I will be searching that on YouTube momentarily after right. we discuss the Utah Memphis game. The Jazz prevailing one seventeen to one fourteen thirty five for Donovan Mitchell. They improved to thirty three and eleven on a four game winning streak. The Celtics broke Milwaukee's eight game winning streak one twenty two to one fourteen. Jason Tatum scored thirty four. NCAA tournament resuming today two forty Eastern. A sweet sixteen. 
matchup between 8-seed Loyola Chicago and 12-seed Oregon State. And finally, some college football news that has just come down. Florida Atlantic has just announced that longtime college football coach Howard Schnellenberger has passed away at Uh the age of 87. Schnellenberger brought the Miami Hurricanes, of course, to national prominence for the first time, culminating with their first-ever national championship in 1983 and went on to coach Louisville, Oklahoma, and Florida Atlantic. Before turning around the Hurricanes, interestingly enough, he not only served as the head coach of the Baltimore Colts in the NFL, but he was also Don Shula's offensive coordinator during the Miami Dolphins' undefeated season of 1972. Again, Howard Schnellenberger passing away at the age of 87. Anthony and Lincoln, back to you. All right. We are the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, thank you, the great Ilo. And I think baseball season, I think Ilo, and our updates, and uh, of course our John Sterling updates. Don't you love those, uh, Lincoln? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's coming back. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait for that. He's he's warming up. <laughs> warming up. <laughs> Live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS and you can save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Baseball makes its return, Lincoln, this week. Where, where What state do you think the game is right now? You know, with the way things have gone with spring training, there was still a little bit of a buzz out here living in, in, in Phoenix. So we, we saw a lot of fans come in and got got into, you know, the spring training, especially the way the ballparks were handling it. I think there's a little bit of buzz excitement because if, if baseball, once baseball returns, it'll be kind of getting back to some sense of normalcy. You know what I mean? Limited capacity at the stadiums, but the, the governor here in Arizona just uh, took away the mask mandate. Um, so that's going to sort of you know give a kick in the, uh, in, in the rear to get things going. Um, but I think baseball, there's a lot of excitement going to be around it because the weather, you know, like I said, spring. People want to get outside and get you know gather around things, and baseball will allow them to bring that together. Yeah, the ballpark. Yeah. You know, the, again, the the ballpark is a great place to go, yeah. right? Yep, yep. You know, you, and it'll be it'll be outside. I'm I'm just curious to see, and I hope that it, I hope that it, it makes a bit of a comeback. Yeah, I think it will. Are you uh, are you look are are the kids like? Have they talked about it? No, I think no. that's a big part of it. No, yeah, you know, they haven't. You know, from the, my my boys um, have been just football frenzy. Um, the youngest one is playing flag. Yeah. Um, Tavon's getting ready for to trial for his high school team, and uh, when they wow. in the trial, so uh, he's is excited. he really? Yeah, yeah. So he's going into tenth grade. Um, uh, and he's he's getting more into like weight training. So that's why I bought that little home bench unit. Uh, and so is the younger one. He's starting to feel that football buzz. He's starting to, he likes it more and more. So I've been working them out um, on the, the fields, uh, you know, during the week, getting them a workout, getting them a good lather up and teaching them a few things about the game. So, and they're excited about that. And Kaylee's been playing girls basketball. So she's a, uh, everyone is a, uh, has the sports bug, been by the sports bug. So. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is cool that the kids are all ready. And I, I, I don't know, selfishly, I hope that they, that they find baseball in yeah. some form. 
You, you know, know the, I in, mean, in times I, past, they, once the snacks are gone, we went to the ball, ballpark. Once the snacks are gone, their interest is gone. I know. So I that's, know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> and I, I, I do, you know, I don't sit very well, no, fit very well in those seats to begin with. But, you know, I, I'll be the one who go out there who would try to get them um, out there to Chase Field. Uh, we'll see if with the limited capacity, I think the stadiums only allow 25%. And so the demand for those tickets are, are pretty high because people want to go. The people want to get out and do things. So uh, I'll just sit back and wait for a little while. But, yeah, it, it'll come. It'll be there. Yeah. But what's the buzz? I, I'm sure there's a lot of buzz in SoCal with the Dodgers and everything else. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're stoked out here. It's going to be a weird vibe. Um with the stadium actually being open, I was telling Chris, like, I think it's been over two years now since I was there. So there's a lot of Dodger fans out here that haven't actually been able to go to games. And once that's open up, I think it's going to be crazy out here, especially once they, you know, raise their banner or whatever it is they're going to do to celebrate last year's title. I really miss going there. I really miss having a Micheletta over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. There's something about that, man. There's something about just that whole thing, the vibe going to the yard, man. Out of that, just speaking as an out-of-towner, having gone to like two two games at Dodger Stadium, one covering USC and one for the Dodgers themselves, like it's just such a it, – it's a cool stadium just because like you – when you're in the seats, you don't even – there, there's the the skyline is set up so that you don't even see Los Angeles. You feel like you're teleported out into like – the desert to watch a ball game and it's just a really cool place and i'm I, I don't know i was just talking with Bo, and at some point once everything really settles down and tickets go down in price again like to get just everyone up that i know to go up there for a game is just would be really nice yeah tickets are yeah. tickets are uh, a little out of normal people's price range it appears to be but uh as for the team on the field uh i i think a lot of people don't want to say it because they believe in jinxes but I, I think a lot of us out here feel like a repeat might not be too far out of the question. Really? I mean, they only got better from last year, and they were already one of the best teams ever last year. Um, best teams ever? Yeah, I mean, if you if you put that team in a go ever? if you put that team in an 162 game season, the 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 stats that they put up and the the way you can extrapolate baseball. Um, they would have they would have gone down in history as one of the best you, ever to do it. Yeah, you, you can't. But that's the point: is that you that you can't extrapolate those steps. Those steps. You, you can't. But I mean, baseball is the one sport where numbers are pretty consistent. Um, yeah, but that, but baseball. You, I mean, you you're a baseball fan. I know you're a Dodger fan, so I know you're 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 being a little bit of a homer here. But the concept of first half hot, second half hot. I mean, that's that, that that's always been a part of the sport, I, no? Well, yeah, but I just think baseball is the one sport where you can have projection systems like Pakoda or Zips that actually are very accurate, like ninety nine percent of the time. Um, and the Dodgers last year were right. pretty uh, pretty good. So I mean, we'll see this year. Listen, I mean, listen, very good team. I mean, I'm not taking anything away. I mean, a terrific team. I mean, they were. Clearly, the best team in baseball last year, and without had, a doubt. They had some. Uh, they had some key performers last year that weren't actually that good, and they were still as good as they were, which is scary. 
My man's all Dodger blued up, Lake. Well, you can't blame him. Winning the World Series, being happy, and, and like you said, it seems like, at least on paper, they've gotten better. So, Yeah, but that's the one sport, though. It's so difficult to handicap long-term. Listen, Dodgers are ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I mean, there's nothing not to like about the Dodgers, right? I mean, right. you know, they're incredible, even without, you know, Bauer. I mean, then you get with Bauer, look at it, right? Like, I mean, that's that's kind of how ridiculous, right? Mookie that's Betts right. has been ridiculous. I mean, they're just unbelievable. So I, I would, if I was Bo, our producer, I would flex too. But, you know, I mean, that Padre team is a really, really good squad, man. Look, there's going to be challenges. There's no doubt about it. And the Padres, as you're right, they, they do look uh, good. And they did challenge them last year. We'll see what they're able to come out. But it's also been the, the history. You talked about history earlier. You know, the, the Padres have always been a stepbrother, just like the Clippers to the Lakers, right? <laughs> it's yeah. always been a stepbrother to the Dodgers. I mean, I, I, I like the Braves. Yeah. Braves are a good right. squad. And you get Charlie Morton now to the rotation. What are the odds? Uh, I, didn't even, I haven't even looked at the baseball odds on World Series and where they're at. I will give them Late, to you. Dodgers up. are the favorite, though. I know that, right? Yes. I will give okay. them to you coming up, okay? Okay. All right. You got it, bro- my brother. We are the fellas. Big Link, cuz hanging out on a Saturday with you guys. Nine fo- uh, it's 948 in the East, 648 in the West. Fellas, as we hang out on a Saturday morning. Lincoln Kennedy, Big LK, I'm Cuz, live from the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios, call Farmers today for a quote. Are you ready for some odds, some baseball odds? Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, here you go. So Dodgers, of course, the favorite at plus 350. Okay. Yankees, plus 550. Oh, okay. Pods, 800. So 8-1. to Yeah. And now how about the team? Everybody's expecting to take a big leap. The White Sox. The White Sox, 850. Hmm. Okay. The Bravos, 10 to 1. The Bra- the Braves, 10 to 1. The Mets, 10 to 1. The Twins, 20 to 1. Strohs and Blue Jays. I like the Blue Jays a little bit. 22 to 1, right? Lineage lineups, yep. Yes. A's and Cardinals and Rays, 25 to 1. I think there's some value with the Reds at 33 to 1. Nats, even with that pitching, 33 to 1. And then you get into the uh, 40 to 1 guys, the Angels and the Cubbies and the Tribe and the Phillies, Milwaukee. So that's where they stand. And now uh, the divisions in the AL West, Astros, slight favorite, plus Mm -hmm. 125, Mm -hmm. A's, Angels. any Angels love? <laughs> I don't think so. Plus 375? <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. Right? Talk I about don't know. It. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of like the A's. Maybe to make a run at, at the at the Strohs, but I don't know yeah. if, the, if the Angels can have the stand. I, I, I got an Angels hunch. Maybe it's the yeah. – maybe I got trout on the brain. But at <laughs> least, uh, that's a great division. 
The Braves plus 120, the Mets plus 140. So those are two heavyweights in the East. I think the Mets are going to be good. I mean, yeah, I think so too. I think they're, you know, listen, they're going to be back. Owner spends money. Yeah. But the Nats at 6 to 1 are lurking, and the Phillies at 875 uh, in fourth. And uh, AL East, Yankees, a 2 to 1 favorite over the Rays and Jays. Yeah. I mean the Jays got I don't know maybe it's me I like I like Toronto a little bit. Yeah. How about this? How about the How about the Dodgers? This proves Bo's point right here. The Dodgers you got to lay two fifty for them to win the division. <laughs> wow, <laughs> minus two fifty. I mean the Padres are a great lineup, right? Yeah, like that's a good team, and they're plus two to one. Mm, mm, mm. How about your Diamondbacks, fifty to one to win oh, the yeah. <laughs> in to this win division? the uh, the West? No. Yes, I yeah. mean they're 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 definitely going to be looking up uh, at the Padres and the Dodgers. <laughs> Central, it's between the White Sox and the Twins. Sox are the favorite. Twins is a little bit of a dog. NL Central, it's wide open. Cardinals, the favorite. Yeah, Milwaukee. Cincinnati in the mix. I think Cubbies at four twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Mookie bets the favorite for the MVP. It's with Juan Soto. Bellinger's up there. Acuna's up there. Tatis is up there. That's my pick right there. I Fernando Tatis. Tatis. Yeah. Yep. I love I think, Tatis. I think Lindor. Right, I love Lindor. Mm-hmm. Yelich too, twelve to one. Freddie Freeman, twelve to one. He's a hell of a player too. Yeah, yeah. Harper, fifteen to one. Seager, fifteen to one. Manny, twenty-two to one. Interesting there. Sai, mm. yeah, I love this stuff, man. Yeah. I, 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 a lot of fun. That was your NL MVP, AL MVP. Trout is the favorite. You got Bregman and Judge and uh, Jose Ramirez is up there as well. Do you like? What about your Tigers there, Chris? What do you? How do you? How do you come in and and with your Tigers? I really don't. <laughs> uh, they. I mean, no, I, I that's love, sad, man. No, no, I'm not, I we're talking t- baseball. And, no, you know. I, 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 I like them, but this is going to be a learning. This is going to be a, a a year of discovery for the Tigers. It's I mean, as Cabrera is there, he's an old face, but other than him, it's a lot of new guys. It's a lot of developing guys. It's 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 a year of discovery from everything I've talked with my Tigers hmm. guys. It's just chance to get to know some new guys on the team and uh, just hope for the future. That's great. A year of discovery. Yeah, very cool. Meanwhile, Bo's going, yeah, I'm going to discover the best record in baseball. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy all the sports. A lot of fun. Fellas, we're getting kicked out. So have a great weekend, Link. Love you, buddy. Have a great one, everybody. Take care. Take care. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.